Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. What's going on, K Walker and Jay? All is well, all is well. Looking forward to another great one. Yeah, looking forward to a great one. We got some playing games happening tonight, so I'm sure we all have one eye on the TV and, and the rest of us concentrating on the show, but it's going to be a fun night. Oh, my eye. I don't know. It's always like that, Jay. For me, guys. I don't know if you ever see me while you're talking. I'm always looking up constantly. I wonder if anybody watching, like, what the heck is she looking at? I'm looking at the TV, guys. It's always sports on. No matter what sport, there's always some sort of sport on. But you guys ready to talk some sports? Let's do it. Let's get into it. Like Jay just alluded to, tonight starts the NBA play-in tournament with the first game at 7.30 p.m. on, you know what, I'll tell you. I wasn't going to tell you because they ain't paying this, but I'll tell you anyway. Just go ahead and watch it. <laughs> um, TNT, and I think it's also airing on NBA TV as well. Um, but what I want us to do right now is just do NBA play-in tournament prediction. So we're just going to say who we think is going to win each game. All right. So for the East, we have the 7-8 game which is between the Hawks, the Atlanta Hawks, at the Miami Heat. That game is tonight at 7.30. Who do you think is going to win this game? The winner of this game gets the seventh seed. The loser goes, unfortunately, goes to the next game where they play the winner of the ninth, 10 seed game, if that makes any sense what the heck I just said. But I hope you all understand what I'm saying. (laughs) Um, So... (laughs) You know what? I'm gonna go with Jay first because K Walk Miami's your your team, so we're gonna wait. We're gonna have you go last. But Jay, who do you have winning this game? Game between the Hawks and the Heat? Man, I'll tell you. You know, being being here in Atlanta, it, it's it'd be fun if the Hawks could go on a little bit of a run and kind of make it exciting and get into the playoffs. But honestly, I don't think it's gonna happen. I think Miami's gonna win that game tonight. You know, I know Miami kind of probably underachieved in terms of record for this season. But when you look at them, to me, they're still a a battle-tested veteran ball club, well-coached. So I just think tonight all that's going to prevail against Atlanta. So I have Miami advancing. Yeah, and you know what? I was going to say the opposite. I think the Hawks overachieved a little bit. I really (laughs) thought they was going to miss the playoffs this year. Um, (laughs) no um i just don't think they were clicking like most people thought they would in years past it seemed like they all were developing they were click clicking they had that chemistry i don't know what's going on we know they had a coaching change um i believe over the off season or beginning of the season i can't exactly remember when it happened so i don't know if that had contributed to what's going on now they're already talking about they're willing to trade the entire roster including uh Trey Young. Yeah, so that's yeah. telling you where their chemistry lies. There is none. Um it could be a problem. You know that locker room is really young. They probably need more veteran leadership on that team to really bring this team together. But it seems like the Hawks are looking to potentially go into a full rebuild. That's what it sounds like to me. Um like Jay said, the Heat the regular season with the Heat is yada, yada, yada every single year. But when the playoff time comes around, Jimmy Butler step, steps up. Bam out of Bayou steps up. Uh, Tyler Hero steps up. Gabe Vincent steps up. Kevin Love is a little new to this team, but we have seen him 
perform well in the playoffs with other teams and, of course, with the Cleveland Cavaliers when he won a championship as well. So, for me, I have the Heat winning this game. And I'm going to say they're going to win by at least, uh, I'll say, 12 points tonight. Okay. To get that seven seed and play. I think they play Boston in the first round. K-Walk, who you got? Yeah, one one point is enough for me, Britt. I don't need all that 12. And <laughs> one is enough for me. Um, yeah, I agree with both of you. I, I think that the Heat right now, uh, especially the way that they ended the season, and then it kind of had me scratching my head and I sent it in the text, is why, why are they – you know, resting their guys in that one game against the, uh, I forget who they played, I can't recall it, the second to the last game um, that they played, and they still had an opportunity to get the eighth seed, uh, well, a sixth seed. Um, um, but I don't know what they did, why they did it, um, but we'll get into that a little bit later. I know somebody has a rant if I don't. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I like the way that they're right they're right now. They're, they're playing. They're coming together. Uh, Tyler Hero actually, I, I kind of alluded to it as I listen. Mm-hmm. We're good now where we are. We're confident in what we're able to do. Um, I love what Eric Spolcher did as far as um, uh, moving uh, Kyle Lowry to the bench and bringing some uh, some veteran leadership off of the bench um, as well. So that that makes that second unit go a little bit uh, a little bit more there. Um, and you know that yeah, it's going to ramp up. You guys mentioned. Britt, you mentioned Jimmy Butler, Bam out of Bayou, Tyler Hero. Uh, those guys are going to step up, and they know what's at stake. Um, they had some pretty good success in the last uh, uh, few meetings against the Hawks. We don't know where the Hawks are going to be. You guys kind of alluded to it. It seems like they're just a mess right now, and it's just a matter of time before they, uh, you know, they they implode. But um, yeah, I, I like the I like the uh, the Heat tonight to to come out and 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 uh, be business like about it as well. And I'll say this also, the Heat also have a dangerous player that they don't play at all during the regular season, or they don't play him very much, I should say. They paid him a whole boatload of money, but he could come off that bench and put and shoot some three-pointers if he needs to, and that's Duncan Robinson. So yeah. if any of these starting fives or whoever's coming off the bench as the sixth, seventh, usually you have an eight-man rotation in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You still got your secret weapon at the end of the bench in Duncan Robinson. If he's yeah. like, Coach, put me in so I could put these, uh, so I could drop some threes and put this game away. So, but for sure, I have the Heat winning this game. I would be highly surprised if they lose. All right, guys, before we go to the next one, I do want to say this. I did not say it in the beginning of the show, so we're going to say it right now. <laughs> um, please subscribe to our channel, our YouTube channel at The Sideline Speaks. We are also on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify, and please follow us on our Twitter account, at Sideline Speaks. Um, also, if you comment during the show, we are live. If you comment during the show, we will do our best to answer your questions live during this show and any other show moving forward. Now let's get back to the show. Um, <laughs> so our next game tonight is the Minnesota Timberwolves at the L.A. Lakers. I also believe this is a 7-8 seed, so same situation as the Hawks and the Heat. That game is tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern. Um, so who do you have winning this game? K-Walk, I'm going to actually come to you first on this one. Yeah, I'm going to go Lakers here. I, mean, I think the Lakers, for, for two reasons. One, the Lakers are hitting their stride right now. They, it seems like, you know, they're, they're starting to understand who they are. They, they picked up a new identity, and they're starting to run with that. And it's a good one, mind you. Keep that in mind um, as well. And I just think that the Minnesota Timberwolves and, and Cat not being there for – I mean, uh, not Cat, um, 
uh, Rudy Gobert not being there um, is just uh, atrocious. I don't know what the heck he was thinking, man. I mean, he had the same type of, you know, not same type of antics, but, you know, it just seems like everywhere he goes is an issue. Remember him and, and, and Donovan Mitchell didn't get along when they were in Utah together. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously they're no longer together. So with Rudy Gobert not being there and, and the uh, the Lakers hitting their stride right now, I'm going to take the Lakers uh, for sure. I, I think I don't know if I'll say it's a cakewalk, but I, I think you, they'll win convincingly uh, for sure. I think you will see a lot of LeBron early, but we won't see him late. Um, I, I think they're just going to just blow this out. They're going to take control of this game from 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 the beginning, and then it's going to allow these guys to to, to rest a little bit. That load management comes into play again. So, um, I like the Lakers for sure. Um, yeah, I feel a little different about it. I think this will still be a bit closer game. I know Rudy Gobert, which is their defensive uh, top defensive player on the team, is out. But I still think you have enough in Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns. I think Carl Anthony Towns can is a good, you know, stretch five, but he's very good also in that post as well. He has a lot of good post moves. And sometimes him and Rudy Gobert kind of crowd that space too much because, unfortunately, Rudy Gobert is irrelevant when he's anywhere outside that paint, um, really on both sides of the floor. I like Kyle Anderson. Um I like Jaden McDaniel, so I do think they have enough scoring. Mike Conley, veteran guard, great playmaker, could shoot the ball also. I think they have enough scoring to deal with the Lakers. Um, defensive side of the ball, that is the big we're not sure about just yet because of Rudy Gobert, but I do still trust the Timberwolves. But all that being said, I'm still going with the Lakers. <laughs> I'm still going with the there. Lakers. <laughs> turmoil. You gotta add the turmoil in there as well. You yes, know, you can't, right. You can't get rid of that. Right. That 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 punch of your own teammate. That that didn't look too good. I don't know what happened. It doesn't matter. I don't know. But he threw that punch and got himself suspended. But it's not the end for the Timberwolves. They if they win or lose this game, they still have another game after this. Um, I still think the Lakers will win. I think Anthony Davis, as long as he doesn't get hurt, <laughs> will be the star of the game. Well, he'll be not the star, but he'll be he is the star. He'll have the most points in my mind. I think LeBron will do what he always does. Um, I like Austin Reeds. I love Austin Reeds. Austin Reeds can play defense, he can shoot the ball, um, and he hustles. He's a hustler, and I love that about him. So I think because of that, and like you said, K Rock, they just been on a roll. You know, they got these new players, they got healthy and been going on a roll. I think it's going to be – I think this game, believe it or not, is going to be a tight one, but I'm going to go with the Lakers on, with this one. Jay, who you have? Yeah, I'll be I'll be doing my best just to stay awake for some of this one. But, <laughs> um, but I don't know. I mean, K-Walk, you mentioned the turmoil, and, and you know, it, it could work either way. Like, they could be in mm-hmm. disarray and just play yeah. really bad and be disconnected, or maybe it could galvanize the team and they kind of come together and go out there and just kind of put it all together. So in a one game scenario, you never really know how that's going to work out. But to your point, I do think Rudy Gobert missing Gobert. I think that's going to be a big factor on the defensive end and Britt, Jaden McDaniels, he punched the wall the other day going to the locker room and he broke his hand. So I don't even oh, think he's, he's out. I don't think he's playing tonight. So yeah. I just feel like with all that going on, and like you guys mentioned, how well the Lakers are playing, like they feel like a team that is finally figuring it out. I just think the Lakers are going to be too much. So I, I like the Lakers. It might be competitive, it might be 
you know, close early, but I feel like the Lakers are going to pull away in the end. So I'm going to take LA here. I'm saying Timber. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they fall down. Yeah, no, I, I still think the Lakers are going. I forgot about Jaden McDaniels. Um, it's a lot of talk about Rudy Gobert. I, was, yeah. I forgot about Jaden McDaniels being out also. Um, but speaking of the Lakers, before we go to the next two games in the play in tournament, are actually tomorrow. Who has more pressure to win this game? Is the pressure. I'm sorry, let me correct that Correct that uh, question because I just thought of this question. Does LeBron James have a lot of pressure? Is there a lot of pressure on LeBron James to win this particular game? Jay, whoever wants to answer the question, J.K. Walsh. I think so because um, I think when LeBron went out with the foot injury that I I still kind of question because <laughs> anytime you get hurt and then finish the game and, and have a great game and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. you can't play, I'm always looking at that a little bit with the side eye. But it looked like maybe the Lakers season was over at that point. And then these other guys come together, they get the team back in the mix. And now here comes LeBron. He's back and feeling great. So I do think there's a lot of pressure. I look, LeBron got the bubble championship in LA. Give him credit for that. However you feel about the bubble. But other than that, his time in LA has been an absolute failure. So if they don't, if they lose somehow and don't make the playoffs, yeah, I think that's a a black eye for LeBron. So yes, Britt, I think there's a lot of pressure on LeBron to win tonight, get this team in the playoffs, and not just that, but actually do something once you get in. Because, I mean, he he crowned himself. He's the king. You got to get it done if you're the king. You can't lose to Minnesota and not get in. And K walk. Before you answer that question, I have a different question for you pertaining to the same subject, though, because Jay just brought something up. You know, he hasn't LeBron hasn't really done anything outside that bubble championship since he's been with the Lakers. You know what? A couple years ago, they get beat, I think, by the Grizzlies. They got killed by the Grizzlies last year. They didn't make the playoffs at all. This year, they're in a play in tournament, win or lose. Do you think this kind of hurts his legacy just a little bit? Yeah, before you mention that, I, I like the bubble uh, experience, man. I mean, if, if it wasn't for Bam out of Bayou, I think my Miami Heat probably <laughs> would have won the championship there. So let's not just shake a stick at that. Or, you know, <laughs> I got to come to defense of my Miami Heat. But um, to answer your question, Britt, does it hurt his legacy? I mean, I don't, I don't think it can hurt it any more than, and in some people's opinion, that it's already been hurt. I mean, I think mm-hmm. him in this particular situation kind of, you know, it taints his, his legacy, if you will, because we always comparing him to MJ. MJ has never been in this type of situation. Mm-hmm. Granted, I know there weren't any play-in games, but then again, it's, at the same time, MJ was never a, a seven seed or AC guy. He was always either the top or the, or you know, second, third, wherever the case may be. But um. Uh, does it hurt his legacy? I, I I don't think you could. Like I said, I don't think you can hurt it any more than it's already been hurt. In my opinion, I I don't think he's the greatest because uh, of a team like that. And like Jay said, that 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 injury all all of a sudden just just cleared up. And you know, his first they were talking about him missing the rest of the season. Now these new guys come in here and they give him new life. So LeBron like, oh wait a minute, we got something here. Hey, wait, let me put some, let me let me rub some uh, tussin on my foot. Uh, we good to go now. So, um, so yeah, but I say all that to say I don't. I, does it hurt his legacy even? I don't think I can hurt it anymore. So his as I don't know if I answered the question or not, but um, I say his legacy was already hurt if he doesn't. 
He just I don't think he can. I, I think he's playing with house money right now. I think he's playing with house money right now, to be honest with you. So I don't think it could be hurt any more than it's, than it's already been hurt, to be honest with you. If I, And I hope I answered that question. I, well, at least I answered the best way I could. No, no, you did. That's his career legacy. Legacy. Yeah, That's right. A, just a quick <laughs> yes or no, because we gotta move on. Does it hurt his Lakers legacy? Yeah, I would say yes to that yes. for sure. Yes, yes to okay. Lakers legacy for sure. Okay, all right. And I, I do agree. He's got to do a little bit more for Lakers to really be like, oh my gosh, you're one of us. Yeah. I still, I still, they even after the bubble championship, I still think they look at him like. You're just a player on this team. Yeah. It's, it's yeah I don't to... think Lakers fans look at him like Kareem, mm-hmm. Magic, Shaq, Kobe. Like he's not, he's not on that level. Jerry West. Like he's right. he's not one of those Laker greats yet. Now, if he can figure right. out a way to win a couple championships, maybe, but mm-hmm. not yet. Right. All right, guys. So let's move on to the two t- two games tomorrow. Um, the first one we have the Chicago Bulls at the Raptors at the Toronto. I can't believe it's I'm almost about to see they were from at the Toronto Raptors, which is in Canada, guys. Not here. Um, tomorrow <laughs> at 7 p.m. This is a 9-10 game. The winner plays the loser of the 7-8 game. All right. So who do you have winning this game? Jay, I'm gonna come back to you to, to you on this one. I'm not even gonna pretend, Britt. I got no idea. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> that I've watched a full Raptors game or Bulls game this mm-hmm. entire year. So I'm just going to go with my gut here. I feel like maybe Toronto is going to get this thing done. Uh, I'm going to take Toronto. I don't really have a lot of reasons why, uh, but I, I, I think the Bulls might be banged up a little bit. I know Lonzo Ball has been out forever. I'm, I don't think he's returning at all this season. So give me Toronto in this one. This one, I, I agree with you, Jay. You're sitting here going back and forth. I don't know. Um, I like Toronto. I really do. You know, they have Pascal Siakam, Scotty Barnes, who I think is a very yeah, good young good talent. Young player. Yep. Um, OG and Nobly. I know they were talking about trade trade rumors, and I'm like, please trade them to the Sixers because we need somebody. Um, uh, you know, and people forget about even the guy that barely plays, Chris Bush, uh, Chris Boucher, Boucher, Boucher. Thank Bouchard. you. Mm-hmm. Chris Bouchard, who's a three-point, he just sits on the bench. He's like, I'm just coming in and shoot threes. That's all I need to do. Um, but he's lengthy. He's long, lengthy, um, although he's not a starter. And, of course, Fred Van Fleet. This game is a lot tougher than what I thought. I thought in my mind I got to go with the Raptors. You know, and you alluded to the J um, with the Bulls. LaMelo, I'm sorry, one of them. Lonzo. Lonzo. Thank you. Lonzo. Lonzo Ball is out. <laughs> But they still have Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Nikolai Jokic. They still got Kobe, Kobe, White, White, Kobe, Kobe White, White. You're changing Patrick my mind. Beverly, <laughs> Patrick Williams. So you say that team, you would think that team should win this game, right? But for some reason, it has not clicked in the last couple years at all. I don't I don't even think they made the playoffs last year, if I'm not mistaken. They may have. I can't remember. But if they did, they lost in the first round. I'm going to go out on win here. I don't think they're going to win, but I'm going to go for them for the win. I'm going to go with the Bulls. I think this is a game. Okay. DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine has to step up. If not, I think they go their separate ways next this offseason. Um, but this is the year. If not, this team is going to have to go through a full rebuild. So I'm going to go with the Bulls. I think the pressure is on the Bulls to get it done. But K-Walk, who do you have winning this game? 
Yeah, I'm going to go with the Raptors. You, you named all the guys that I was going to name. Um, Spockham, uh, Van Fleet, uh, Barnes, uh, those guys. I really like them. They're at home um, as well. They've been playing the most consistent ball out of these two teams. Um, you know, I think that the Chicago is just too guard heavy for me, uh, to be perfectly honest, uh, perfectly honest with you. So I think that uh, Toronto is going to be able to take advantage of the size there or lack thereof. So I'm going to go. I don't think this one's going to be close, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. I think Toronto runs away with this one uh, uh, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I can't even disagree with you, Kate. Well, I'm just going with the Bulls just to be <laughs> – just to say, hey, let's just give it a shot. Get <laughs> right. some of that old school bull magic, but I don't think it's going to happen. Um, it's all predicated on their stars. All right, last game, guys, then we move on. We have OKC at the Pelicans tomorrow at 9.30 p.m. Who do you have winning this game? K-Walk, I'm going to come to you first. I'm going to take the over in this game, guys. I think there's going to be a lot of scoring in this game. <laughs> I don't know who to pick this game. This game right here is, is kind of tough because of the fact mm-hmm. of the matter is um, – the Pelicans have been uh, have been have been so up 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 and down. Obviously, that's why they're in a position that they're in right now. They got a lot of young uh, young players. Um, uh, CJ, they got uh, they got uh, Ingram there, Brandon Ingram, and then OKC. They can just score and from everywhere. They can just flat out mm-hmm. score. So I'm going to take I'm going to take the Pelicans um, in this one. This is going to be a, a high shooting game, a high scoring game. But I'm going to take the Pelicans um, in this game. I just think they just have a little too much uh, for the Thunder, and I think Brandon Ingram is going to be the difference in this game. Jay, who you have? Yeah, no, I, I agree with K. Walk, and, and the last thing he said is is kind of where I was going to start. I think Brandon Ingram will be end up being too much. I don't know that OKC is really going to have an answer for someone that can stop him when if he really wants to score the basketball. So, just because of that alone, I, I'm going to go with the Pelicans because I think Ingram will be the best player on the floor. Dang, I ain't give OKC no chance. What's <laughs> up with this? Hey, but chance, I said he's gonna score a lot of points, but I just don't think it's gonna be enough. <laughs> I mean, you got SGA. What was he like? Yeah. Top five, yeah, top he, six. Yeah, he's already won a game. Yeah, he can play. You, got, you got Josh Giddy who could score and an excellent young playmaker. He he's a very talented player. Um, you had the four, I can't think his say his last name, but Dork, he could score. He could play yeah, a little bit of score. defense. That's what I said. They could score from everywhere. That's what I said. <laughs> Isaiah Joe no. comes off the bench shooting those threes. Um, oof, this, 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 this is going to be tough. I do believe it's going to be a high offensive game. I do believe that. Now I'm sitting here thinking about it. Unfortunately, if Zion Williamson was in, I would say for sure the Pelicans are winning, but they still have yeah. Steve McCollum. I know. Zion, man. Goodness. <laughs> What's his nickname? Does he have a nickname? Ghost. He needs to be a Ghost. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Uh, but no, CJ McCollum, like you guys said, Brandon Ingram, depends on which Brandon Ingram we get. Brandon Ingram, the scorer, the monster, the future star. Yes, I will say the Pelicans will definitely for sure win this game. But sometimes Brandon Ingram tends to disappear. So which one are we going to get? If we get that Brandon Ingram, I'm going with the Pelicans, no doubt about it. If we do not, it's going to be a much closer game. Um, yeah, you sure. know what? I'm 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 gonna give it a chance. I'm gonna go with the Thunder. I kind of yeah, like this young score. team. They're gonna be in it. Yeah. Gonna I like this <laughs> this young team. I think they're fun. They're exciting. I like SGA of, of course. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. Hopefully they can slow up CJ McCollum. 
But Brandon Ingram to me is that X factor. Which 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 one are we getting? So he's going to make that determination. All right, all right. So before before we head into our first break, I want to come um and talk about this for a little bit because this this is interesting. Um, tanking has become a big concern in the last so many years of the NBA. And I know the NBA has done everything they possibly can to try to get rid of it as much as possible, but it is always such a difficult thing because how do you prove a team is tanking? But I wonder if they could prove that this one team is tanking. So one team, as we know, did not make the playoffs or the play-in, and that was who? The Dallas Mavericks. Hmm. How do you have all these stars and – don't do all, all that great. But the NBA has begun an investigation into the Dallas Mavericks because the organization decided not to play Kyrie Irving at all. And the other star, Luka Doncic, only played 13 minutes against the Bulls when they still had the opportunity to make the play-in. I do not know if Thunder won or lost their last couple of games, but they were only a game out of making the play-in. Very interesting. The NBA is looking into it, and the Mavs could be potentially punished slash fined. Should the Mavs be punished for tanking or fine for tanking the last couple of games? Jay, I'm going to come to you. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because at first when I saw they were doing it, I was like, why? It doesn't make sense. They got a chance to get into the play-in, right? I didn't understand it. But then come to find out they have like a protected uh if they're one through 10 in the draft, that pick is protected. If they fall beyond 10, they have to give that draft pick to someone else. So I think they were or not trying to win so they could keep their draft pick in the upcoming draft. And then once I realized that, I said, okay, I see what they're trying to do. And I guess if you look at it, they probably felt like, hey, even if we get in the playoffs, we're probably on our way out in the first round this draft pick is going to mean more to us than getting beat in the first round. So I get what they were trying to do. Now, should the NBA do something about it? That's tough, Britt, because, I mean, they're not the probably not the only team that did it or is doing it. Theirs just looks a little bit more obvious. I, I feel like the play-in kind of took away some of the tanking that was happening. I don't think you're ever going to have a perfect system. There's always going to be a team or two trying to tank to get a great player in the draft. So look, I don't know that the NBA, even if they find them, I mean, is that really going to hurt Mark Cuban's pockets? I mean, probably right. not. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, if they find them or, or penalize them in some way, that's fine. But I don't know. I, I feel like we've seen this before and, and we'll see it again, no matter what the NBA decides. Yeah, no, I, I do agree. I think we will see it again. Um, but I think this one was too obvious. Not it to, was. Not to, not to find. It was just it blatantly was. obvious Obvious what they're going to do. Um, I'm sorry, what they were looking to do um, against the Bulls. Clearly, they're like, you know what? We're not going to win. Odds are we're not going to get the play-in situation. Although they could have. They very well could have. Yeah, they could have. could have fumbled the the basketball and lost those last couple games and then they would have been right in there but maybe they say you know what as odds are this is not working out um they're we're not going to get past the first round so there's no need to put any of our players at risk primary Luka Doncic because most likely Kyrie Irving is going to walk um so yes do I think they should be punished or fine yes I will say just because that is the fool 
That is the rule. I understand as our teams are doing it. The 76ers did it for five straight years. <laughs> they did it. They are known as the tanking team not that long ago. Okay, I'm pretty sure there were other teams that did it prior to them. There are teams that did it after them. But 76ers did it for five years, and it was very obvious. Actually, the GM came out and said, hey, we're going to tank. He didn't actually say those words, but he basically implied that. So should they be punished? Yes, they should, because you're not supposed to do it. You're supposed to refrain from it as much as possible. But not only that, you have fans looking forward to it. Like they said, you still have a chance. You have people that came out and played big dollars just to come watch Kyrie Irving yeah. and Luka Dantich, and that's the that's 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 what you gave your fans. So that's to me for that alone, you should be punished for that. But K. Well, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, there's not too much I can add on to that. Uh, you guys uh, pretty much touched on everything. Only thing I'm going to I can say is probably you know they should have just played Kyrie at the end of the you know in that game and instead of just uh, you know sitting him you know try to cover it up a little bit more, try to camouflage it a little bit more. Just you know have those guys play maybe the first half or first quarter, third quarter. Try to you know try to try to clean it up just a little bit and you know try to not make it so obvious. Um, so yeah, to answer the question, I think they should be punished. Um, I, I think they will be i think it's obvious um you know what they were doing uh like jay mentioned you know with that that, that protected draft pick there it's something that they they needed because they don't know if Kyrie is going to come back i mean it, it looked all you know all signs point to him leaving um I, it didn't work so and, and I, I think Kyrie understands that um luca understands that jm understands that so they want to protect that draft pick there and it's a great draft class coming out too mind you uh, so yeah i i understand i get what they did but you got to do a better job of uh, of covering it up for sure <clears throat> yeah and the thing about the draft pick i believe it's only a top 10 and they're not in the top the high part of mm -hmm. the, the draft lottery they're towards the tail end so that draft pick could fall to 11 or it 12. Could. Or it could, they could be in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. So it's like we don't know where exactly that draft pick is going to fall. And if it falls 11 to 12, then what are you going to do? So it's going to, it's going to be interesting. So hopefully they'll make get what you deserve. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. They, they're going to lose it anyway, potentially. Um, all right, guys. So we're going ahead into our first break. When we come back, I want to get into something that's called rule or no rule. And I'll explain exactly how that goes after the break. But again, guys, please subscribe, like, comment to our YouTube channel, The Sideline Speaks. We're also on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, as well as Spotify. We so greatly appreciate your support. And we will be right back. You guys are watching The Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. 
Welcome back. Welcome back to the Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. All right, guys, prior to the break, I mentioned something that we're going to do that's a little different. It's called Rule No Rules. Very simple. I'm going to say a rule or no rule, and you tell me if it's an actual rule in one of the major leagues or if it's not a rule. I will tell you which league that it could potentially be an actual rule or no rule. Okay. Simple. Okay. Simple. That, this could All be right. fun. <laughs> Let's start off because you are football guys, right? It's going to be very simple. You guys are football guys, so hopefully you know this. This is the NFL. You can score one point on the safety. Is that a rule or is that not a rule? <laughs> I'm going to say that. Okay? Yeah, that's not a rule. <laughs> not a rule. Safety, that's as long rule. as I can remember, is oh, always it's NFL. Worth- it's Two NFL? points. So, NFL, okay. yeah, that, that yeah, is I'm not a rule. Not a rule? Okay, well. Not a rule. Not a rule. Going once, going twice, final. Final answer. Final answer. That is actually a rule. <laughs> that, is a, that is a rule that is just like nobody, it would probably never happen. And I'll explain to you why. All right, bear with me. This is long. So, for instance, if the offensive team scores a touchdown, they need to go for a two point conversion or an extra point. Right, okay. let's say they go for an extra point. Let's say okay. it somehow gets oh, man, blocked. You're talking about 98 hey. yards, like 98, no, yards. Okay, I no, get what no, you're no, going. No, no. I know we're no, going. No, 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 no. Let's say it get blocked. The mm-hmm. defensive guy recover it somehow. Mm-hmm. Somehow he stumbles back into their own end zone, and the offensive mm-hmm. team tackles the defensive player in their end zone. That is considered a safety. That is one point. Does that make sense what I just said? Jay, you look confused. Does it sound like a safety to me? It sounds like it's a two-point conversion. Worth, I mean, not. it's a point, a conversion worth one point. I don't know if it's called a safety, though. So it's, so you said safety. It's they're called, going don't for ask two. Me how it's they're going for two. Somehow there's a turnover and the guy, the defender gets tackled in his own end zone? Right. It's considered a one-point safety. You get one point on that is that a safety though it's called that's what i'm saying by nfl rules it is considered a safety now will that ever happen probably not by the way these are some wacky silly crazy rules that may or may not be real rules but it's called a one uh you can score one point in the safety all right now i know what you were thinking it's a turnover then the offense player picks the ball or you know whatever i I don't know how they figured out but it's safety all right. Trust All right. Let's switch. Let's switch this up. <laughs> if I look to the side of my screen, guys, that's where my list of rules are right now. Okay. Um, let's switch this up. Let's go to uh let's go to the MLB. Oh All right. Lord have mercy. <laughs> All you gotta do is guess. Guess. That's all this will be. Just guessing. If it makes guess. sense or if it doesn't make sense. <laughs> The pitcher can get thrown out of the game if he steps off the mound four times. Is that a rule or is that not a rule? Kayla, I'm going to come to you first. If he, he can get thrown out of the he can get ejected for stepping off of the mound. For stepping okay. off the mound four times. Is it like four consecutive times, four times throughout the game? Four consecutive times. Thrown out of the game. I don't think he can get thrown, thrown out of the out game. Out of think, the game if he steps yeah. off the mound four times. Thrown out of the game. Hmm. That sounds weird, but I'm gonna say, yeah, it's a rule. Final answer for me. <laughs> it's a rule, final a rule. answer. 
Jay, what you yeah, got? Rule or no rule? Uh, just to everyone listening, I I I don't, <laughs> I don't know, know anything about baseball whatsoever. <laughs> but I'm going to agree with K. Walk here. I'm going to say yes. It's a rule. It sounds too weird. Mm-hmm. I don't think you would have just made that up, Britt. Yeah. So I'm going to say yes. It's a rule. Answer is it is not a rule. I completely made that oh. up. <laughs> oh come on! I completely made that up. That is not a rule. That is not yeah, a rule not whatsoever. A rule. I completely made that up. All right, uh, where y'all want to go? NBA, MLB, NFL. Those are only take me back to the NFL, please. NFL. All right. So, all right. Let's see how many more we got. All right. Uh. I might have to explain this rule a little bit because this this one is a little weird. This one is weird. Okay, um, if a player fakes an injury, the referee can assess the team with an unnecessary, unsportsmanlike flag, which is a fifteen yard penalty. If it has been determined by the ref, the player faked the injury. Is that a rule or not a rule? Jay, I'm coming to you first. That's definitely a rule. It, it's, it happened to me in a flag football game before. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, that, that's definitely a rule. I'm going to say yes. Okay, well. I concur. That's definitely a rule. Final answer. That, that is not a rule, guy. I what? completely yeah, made, I made that up. <laughs> I completely made that rule up. <laughs> I made it up. Um, no, you can, they can't determine if your injury is fake or not. I guess not. I mean, look, I think Pac, well, he didn't really do it, but he kind of looked like he faked in the Super Bowl and then came out hopping the very next so often. I gotta look but up the rules, man. I think that's a rule. <laughs> you think it's, I may look it up. You can look it up now if you want. Oh, no, I definitely, no, I'm not, I'm good. I'm good right now. <laughs> all right. Looking bad um, here tonight. All right. Thanks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all right. NBA teams must use four of their six timeouts and admit, and they must save at least one timeout for the fourth quarter. Is that a rule or not a rule? Who I had go first last night, Tom. I Jay. think I had Kay. I'll go. I'll go. go. No, Jay went Kay first. Will. Yeah. I want to no, that's not a rule because they're media timeouts, and I think they take timeouts away from them when they do call me. So I'm, I'm gonna say it's not a rule, not a rule. Final answer. Yeah, yeah, I agree, K. Walk. That's not a rule. We've seen too many coaches mm-hmm. waste their time yeah. out, so I don't think they need to save them. So that's not a rule. Um, that is a rule. That's a rule. <laughs> that is a rule. Teams How do you tell must a coach use, he has to save a timeout. <laughs> teams must use four of their six timeouts, um, and they must save at least one timeout for the fourth quarter. Wow. Okay. That is a rule. I mean, they do be calling. I know they had to use timeouts, but I thought that was forced by the media timeouts. Okay. Mm -mm. No, that's them forcing it. Um, And if they don't, the referee will call for a timeout. And I've actually seen that in a game recently. And the team receives a technical foul. So that is a rule. It's a weird, wacky rule, but it's a rule. All right, a couple more. Couple, couple more here. A couple more. Um, let's see. Let's see. We're gonna go back to the MLB here. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Okay. If a player catches a fair ball, did I say that? Uh, no, a fair ball. Fair. fair, fair yeah. A player. If a player catches a fair ball with their hat, the batter is awarded awarded three bases. Did I say that right? I know my <laughs> language is a little off today. No. <laughs> is that a rule or not a rule? 
Jay? I'm going to say no, because that just sounds silly to me. So I'm going to say no. <laughs> but I, I don't know, but I'm going to say Did no. I, say, <laughs> I said it right, right? You said it right. Okay, you said it's it right. right. Um, yeah, it, it well, sounds yeah, it sounds strange to me. I've I've never I've seen it done, and I've never seen a guy rewarded uh, awarded, I should say, uh, three bases. I'm gonna say it's not a rule. You can catch that, the ball any way you want to. That is, that a is rule. absolutely a rule. You cannot catch it with yeah. your hat. <laughs> yeah. If you catch a fair ball with your hat, it is not. You can't do it. Again, we've never seen it done. I've never seen it done in MLB. So maybe that's um, why, because it's a rule. Right. It's a rule. I guess oh, I could understand that, right? Like if you're using your hat to Only catch the with ball, your I guess I can I guess I can understand that. And I actually agree with you. You can't use your hat, your pockets. You can't even use your bare hand a lot of times. Uh well, you can. Yeah, no, it's something like you can't wow. you can't. You can't throw your glove down, use your bare hands. It's, it's weird how they have it. It's so crazy. wait, did we get that one right or did we get that one wrong? You got it wrong. You <laughs> said it was not a rule, right? Correct. Wait, you said, you said it, was it was not a rule. It is a rule. It is a rule. Oh, yeah. thought, we said it. Yeah, she said it said, is a rule. Did we say it is a rule or not? No, y'all said I it was know. not a rule. I no, I said I, I'm not going to say what you said. I thought you said not a rule, and I went. I said not a rule either. So I don't. Yeah, I don't remember what I said, but I I said it sounded. <laughs> no, I said, it's not I said it sounded yeah. silly. So I was trying to say that I didn't think that was part of the game, but maybe I. said All right, look, I, I feel bad for you guys because you're not give doing us well. That I'll, give, us I'll that give you that one. I'll give you that one. All right. No, I don't want that. Yeah, you got that. <laughs> I don't want it like that. A couple more. We are going back to the NBA. Um, the home team can be assessed a technical foul if a fan runs out on the court. Is that a rule or not a rule? Okay, welcome. I'm gonna come to you first. <clears throat> I think if they if it's delayed, I think it's ah they can, but I don't think if they can do it once. So I'm gonna say no, it's uh, I guess you know what? It is a rule. It is a rule. Mm-hmm. Final answer. Jay, what do I have to lose? I'm going the other way here. I'm going to say not a rule. We saw some fans not too long ago run out on the floor in protest. I don't, I don't remember technical fouls being given, so I'm going to say no, not a rule. It is not a rule. I made it up. Okay. It is not a rule. All right, because I don't, I don't know. I just went with the odds. <laughs> Come on, you know how many like if fans did they? You know how many? I, well, we don't have too many fans that around the court in Philly, but. Sometimes they could do some outrageous stuff. So you know how many technical fouls the Sixers make. <laughs> we don't need that possibly. to be a rule. It's possible. That's why I thought it was a matter of I overthought it. Go ahead. But anyway. No. Let's, let's All right. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Couple more here. We're going to stay in the NBA again. Not a rule. <laughs> <laughs> a player may not assist a teammate to gain height while attempting to score. Is that a rule or not a rule? That is that definitely is a, rule. a rule. That yes. is a rule. That is a all right. There we go, guys. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. We there got we go, one. That yeah. is absolutely go. a yeah. rule. Um, <laughs> the penalty is lost of ball. The ball is awarded to the opposing team on the sideline at the free throw line extended. All right, last one. Um, NBA again. During the game, if a team is not able to have five players on the court due to injury/slash disqualifications. That team will have to forfeit the game. Is that a rule or not a rule? I'm gonna say not a rule. I think you can play with four. Play with four. I think you can play with four. Well, you cannot play with four. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Can't play with four. 
then I'm really? gonna say so then, that I'm gonna say then it's, it's a rule. rule. <laughs> then it's a rule. <laughs> well, no, let me let me do it again. So it's fair. Make sure, but you can't play before at all. Okay, so I'm gonna read it again. During the game, make sure you sure during the game if a team is not able to have five players on the court due to injury slash disqualifications, that team will have to forfeit the game. So if it happens during the game. I don't know now. I'm now. I, I'm still gonna say not a I, rule. I don't know why. I'm just gonna stick with not a rule. I'm gonna hey, say well, a rule. I think. I think Britt tried to give us a mulligan here, so I'm. I'm gonna say a little throw us a bone. So I'll say it's a rule. It's a rule. It's not a rule, but okay. it's kind of on me. I kind of flipped yeah. the actual rule a yeah. little bit. That's, <laughs> so it's not the real rule. Is and bear with me, guys. I'm gonna read it to you. If a player in the game receives receives his sixth personal foul, so that's your disqualification, right? And all substitutes have already been disqualified, said player shall remain in the game and shall be charged with a personal and team foul. A technical foul also shall be assessed against his team. No team may be reduced to less than five. Okay, players. okay. I didn't know that. Okay. So that is yeah. the actual real Okay. And then you know what? I'm gonna help you guys a little bit. Y'all might know this one. I'll just y'all I'm may or may charity. not. One more. <laughs> and this is going back to the NFL. Last one, then we move on. Instead of kicking an extra point normally, a player takes the snap and anywhere behind the line of scrimmage, drops the ball on the turf, that and is kicks not it a... off the short hop through the uprights. Is yes, that a rule? That's a rule. What well, you can drop No, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait. He can, he can can he can do it or he cannot do it? What's the rule? He can or cannot do it? You're I'm saying that. yes, it's a rule he can do it. I'm saying no, he cannot do it. That's your funny answers, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> like I don't know if y'all talking to me or y'all talking to Munch. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. Talking um, my answer is yes, he can drop kick it. I'm saying no, he cannot drop kick. It is a rule. It's called the drop kick rule, like Jay said. You cannot do it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because what you gonna do? It's only on extra points, though. It's it's not on, and that's why you didn't let me finish. So I don't know if you heard me say upright. It's only on extra points. It's not on um like a punt. Because I know the Giants did it in a punt and they said you can't do it. Only on extra points, you are able to do it. The drop kick rule. Yeah, for some reason, I've heard of that one before. Yeah, most teams are doing it. And it's a very old rule that is completely dated. All right, guys, we're going to move on. But I was not allowed to propose this question again. (laughs) (laughs) That was fun. This was a bad showing. This was a bad showing. (laughs) I'm going to come up with some more. I'm going to come up with some more, and then we'll see what we'll go (laughs) But I'm going to try to do different sports at different times, sports that we don't know. And these are some wacky rules. That's why I wanted to do it, the wacky rules. All right, guys, I've got a couple. I actually have one more question, and then I have a couple fun questions to answer. The next question, I want to head into the NFL draft, which, again, is actually in a couple weeks. So my birthday weekend, every year the draft is on my birthday weekend, guys, and I love it so much. Um, But it starts April 27th, ends April 29th, so from that Friday to Saturday. But it has been so many reports out there that many teams have quarterback Hendon Hooker ahead of quarterback Anthony Richardson and quarterback Will Levis on their draft boards. Do you guys agree with this? Jay, I'm going to come to you first. 
I partly agree with it. Um, I, I don't mind Hendon Hooker above Will Levis. I think I think he's a better player than Will Levis. I know there's a, a lot of people get enamored with Levis's arm strength and all that, but to me, that's not the end-all, be-all to be successful in the NFL. And I just like what Hooker does on the football field. So for me, I'm, I'm fine with that. Now, Richardson is interesting, right? Because even though he doesn't have the production, the ceiling for Richardson, like if it all comes together for him, I think you know he's he could he has a much higher ceiling probably than Hendon Hooker does. So I could see if someone takes issue with him being above Richardson, but I'm I'm totally fine with it uh, with with Will Levis. Yeah, uh, I think for me, I'm I'm on the fence. I'm similar to you, Jay. Um, Will Levis, I'm still not sure about him. I know a lot of people say a top ten. I'm thinking more fifteen to twenty. <laughs> That's just in my opinion. I'm only saying that because he's a quarterback, if he was a different athlete to me or a different type, I played a different position. I'm sorry, not a different athlete, a different position, played a different position. I would probably say even later than that, but because he's a quarterback and quarterback is always that, you know, teams just go for the quarterbacks constantly every single year. Um, and I think they, some of them get overvalued. I think that's the position Will Levis is in. Anthony Richardson is a little bit different. I think he's younger very strong arm. Um, I think he's very raw, but his ceiling is super, super high. And I'm not yeah. sure if Hendon Hooker's ceiling is that high. But like I said before, although his ceiling is very high, to me, he could be a major bust because of that. Um, so I'm going to agree. I put him ahead of Will Levis. I don't know if I put him ahead of Hendon Hooker. Not yet. No. I'm sorry, uh, Anthony Richardson. I apologize. Gosh. Of Anthony yeah. Richardson. I still think Anthony Richards is a top 10 uh, pick just based off of his ceiling. And, you know, a lot of times he's drafting prospects. That's all they were going off of, based their ceiling. The yep. K-Walk, what are your thoughts? No, I, I agree with you there, Britt. I, I, I definitely think he's he's ahead of Will Levitt's fall for sure. Um, uh, and you could probably, you know, put him even. But if you had to, I'll put him a little bit ahead of Will, but not Anthony Richardson. Man, I mm -hmm. think – Anthony Richardson is um, is a freak of nature at the quarterback position. I think we're going to see a, a 2.1 version of uh, of Cam Newton uh, for sure. Um, you know, hopefully he can stay healthy. Mm -hmm. He's in the right situation. But um, with all that, um, you know, with all that being said, if he's in the right situation and he can stay healthy, I just think that he's the sky's the limit for this guy. To, to be perfectly honest with you, I can see why they they're comparing Hendon Hooker or you know they want to put him ahead ahead of uh, Anthony Richardson. Maybe they have him projected to go uh, you know a certain place or a certain system, mm -hmm. and maybe that's why they're, they're doing that. But I understand. I, I get all that. But still, at the same time, head to head, you know, on a neutral field, same system. I'm taking Anthony mm -hmm. Richardson for sure. <clears throat> Yeah, and I, I know a lot of people are saying um, age could be a big factor as well. I think Hendon Hooker is going into the league at, what, 25? 25, 20, yeah. 25 right. already. So his first season, he'll be 26 years old. Um, that may or may not be a factor. I'm not sure. I'm just going off of Anthony Richardson, his his potential in my mind. I think he just has a higher ceiling. I know a lot of people mention age, but look, these guys haven't yet met with NFL trainers, trainers and things like that, so that's different. I think Hendon 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 Hooker can still grow and develop. I just don't know if he could grow and develop to surpass Anthony Richardson. Yeah. All right, guys. So before we go into break, I got a couple fun questions for you guys, and then we'll head into break. And Jay, of course, will take over and we'll have some more fun. So my first fun question, 
you know what time it is. If you don't know, it's springtime. And if you don't know what springtime is, that means track season. Track season has come upon us. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm not talking about indoor track. Uh, indoor track is cool, but it's all about outside. We want to we want to run outside, okay? We want to experience the elements, okay? <laughs> Do you guys... Oh, also, you know, my favorite place is the pin relays. That's Gary come up very, very soon. Yep. I think was it next week or a couple weeks, something like that. But do you guys have any favorite track stars or track players currently before I get to the next part of that question? Jay, I'm going to come to you first. I do. I, I like watching track. I know my counterpart, Kay Walk's not as much into it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> not yet. I, I do. I like watching it. Anytime I catch it on TV, I, I usually sit down and watch yeah, there's a couple people I like. Um, Ajay Wilson, she's a, a South mm-hmm. Jersey runner, 800 meters, been running for a long time. She's one of my favorites. And then the newcomer, a thing Mo, uh, another yes. 800 runner, gold medal in the Olympics. I really like her. Mm-hmm. And then obviously you got to love the uh, 400 meter hurdlers, Sydney McLaughlin and uh, Delilah Muhammad. Uh, those, right. they're, both of those girls are fantastic. So they're kind of like the, my top four right now, if I had to say. Mm-hmm. They're the ones I enjoy watching the most. You know what I loved about that most, Jay? Three out of those four girl, girls are from where? New Jersey. Let's represent <coughs> Jersey girls. Let's go. I, oh, I didn't um, even know that. I didn't even know that. Yes. Oh, Sydney yeah. Mc- Sydney, Sydney, yeah. I knew she was. Sydney McLaughlin. And, then and is Delilah thing- as well? No, not, not Delilah. Uh, I don't know where she Mo? Uh, thing most she's from uh, north jersey oh wow yep. nice from okay. north jersey or she went to school out there at least, represent uh, um, high school <laughs> and i think i don't know where she went to college but elite high school same thing with me guys i love uh sydney mclaughlin she's one of my favorite track stars right now after alice felix left so i was like i don't know who i'm gonna who i'm gonna like now i'm not sure but Sydney McLaughlin is definitely one of my favorites. So is a thing, Mo. I love her as well. Uh, from the men's side, I love Christian Coleman. And I can't think of the other guy. I said this pre-show. It's not coming to me. I guess I had time to look it up, and I just didn't. But there's another guy. K-Well, hopefully you'll mention him. We'll see what happens. <laughs> if not, I'll, not. I'll, I'll search him while you're talking. I'll search him while, while you're talking. Um, but those are absolutely my favorite. Oh, and Gabby, Gabby Thomas. She's up and coming as yeah. well. Uh, K-Well, who are currently your favorites? If you have, you can tell me you don't have it. Hey, look, I, I tell you one thing. I don't, I, ladies and gentlemen, I, I haven't dialed into track. I love track. I, I did it in high school, won state championships in, in, in high school with it. I love it, but I did, I have not dialed into it yet. But for the sake of the, the show, Brittany posed this question, so I immediately did my homework. I went in there and I got the cliff notes. I didn't, I didn't go in there. I got the cliff notes. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that being said, with the with the females, I got a Aaliyah Hobbs. It looks like she ran the, the fastest time yeah. this year, mm-hmm. uh, ten like five seven. Yes. Yes. Um, she has the fastest time uh, in the world this year. At the 200, I'm naming the one, two, and four because this is what I ran in high school, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, forgive me if I don't mention, you know, the 400 meter hurdles or the four by four. But uh, Abby Steiner um, in the 200 ran a 22.22, and um, uh, Jamisha, Jamisha, am I sounding that right? Saying that right? Jamisha Arnold, Jamisha Arnold, thank you. Um, ran a 50.71 in the 400 uh, 400 meter open. Uh, mm-hmm. The men's, I got Ronnie Baker. I don't know if that's the guy, 100 guy. Yes. Uh, ran a yeah, 10, fast, uh, yeah. a, 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 almost a 10 flat there. That was the mm-hmm. fifth fastest time 
uh, in the country. Uh, 200, you guys mentioned Christian Coleman ran 220 flat. Um, that's that's, mm-hmm. that's flying. We got ladies and gentlemen, that's flying. Yeah. And uh, 400 meters, I got uh, Rye Benjamin ran 44.21 in the open 400 meters. So those are the guys, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, I'm never going to come on here and act like I'm ignorant, but I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> I have not watched these guys play yet. I'm going to have my, I'm going to do my due diligence. Believe me. <laughs> no, no, that, and most of them will be in the Olympics very, very soon. And the guy I was thinking of was Noah Lyles. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. he runs the okay. 200 meter yeah. majority of the time. I did he's hear very him. fast, very talented. Yeah, he's, yes, he's Noah, Noah Lyles is very, very mm-hmm. good. All right, second part of that question Who was your favorite track athlete Ooh. growing up? It could be one, two, or three. Give me one, two names, whatever you want to do. K Walk, I'm going to come to you first on this one. <laughs> a professional guy. I remember uh, we got a we had a guy, John Keevy. Remember John Keevy? Yeah, man. man. Oh yeah, my god, absolutely. we had a guy run for us. That dude was a monster. But uh, but professional wise, I'm gonna date myself here. I'm gonna go Carl Lewis. Uh Carl Lewis, yeah. who's from Willenboro. You guys mentioned South Jersey. Yeah, uh Willenboro, great 100, 200 uh, meter, 400 meter, and uh and uh, uh long jumper as well. So mm-hmm. growing up, it was uh for me, it was Carl Lewis, and then I guess when I started to get into it. I wasn't a big fan, but since he was from USA, um, I went with Michael Johnson uh, as well. Yeah. So Michael Johnson, those two guys um, were the big guys going up, growing me growing up. Carl Lewis uh, when I first started, and then uh, Michael Johnson when I was when I just got into it. So those two guys, um, and then um, Marion Jones from the female side was was my girl too. Loved her. I know she got into some 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 stuff there, and she was also yeah. awesome on the basketball court. As well at the University of North Carolina. Uh, who else was uh, there? Was another female. I can't think of her name, but Marion Jones sticks out for me. So those three athletes are, are the guys. One uh, other other athletes that um, growing up that I watch uh, closely. <clears throat> now, K. K- well, were you were you were you around in the eighties? Yeah, I was around. I was born in. <laughs> yeah, I date myself. I was born in the seventies. I was born in the seventies. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I didn't get the chance to watch her, but from my parents always showing me film and how dominant she was. And I come on here, I wear the sweatshirt all the time. Joe. How the heck oh. you not mention Flo Jo? Flo, well, Flo, I, I didn't watch <laughs> I, like I said, No, Joe. I said when I started watching, when I started getting into track, okay. those right. were the, Flo Jo was a little bit before my time, before I started watching. I was born at the yeah. time, but I didn't, I heard about Flo Jo, the nails mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah, things of that. Now, yeah, I did, I, I knew who she was, but I just didn't really follow her like that. I still watch her her tapes to this day. Just okay. watch, like, yeah, at least she's Jackie fast. Jackie Jonah Kirsten, um, if you want to get into yep, Jackie yeah. Kirsten. Her sister-in-law. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. Mm-hmm. Three mm-hmm. or two of the best uh, tra- female track stars ever were, were uh, related through marriage uh, mm-hmm. to Flojo's hus- yeah. husband. Um, but, yeah, so I constantly watch their film, constantly. I can't really say I grew up. I wasn't born yet. <laughs> but um, Marianne Jones, absolutely, Marianne before Jones. she got into <laughs> – all that craziness. Um, also, uh, 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 Sian Richards Ross, the 400 meter Olympic, yeah, yeah, was yeah, one yeah. of my favorites. And then I was so upset. Kale Devers, Kale Devers, yes, yes. Um, but Sian Richards Ross, when she went down, I was so upset. And then here comes Allison Felix, who just took over for me and became another one of my favorites, of, of course. And then from the male side. I mean, I didn't really have too many from the male side for a very, very long time. Um, I would say, uh, I can't think of his name right now. Oh, my gosh. I follow him on Instagram, too. He's not coming to my head. He went against Usain Bolt a thousand and one times. 
and I did like the um, as well. I know, I know who you're talking about, but I, and he I got, he got face, in, but he I got in trouble, then name. came back and finally won and finally beat, uh, beat uh, Usain Bolt in one of those races. But he was just as fast. Or that as wasn't gay, was it? No, that wasn't Tyson Gay. Yes. was it? No, not Tyson, Tyson Gay. Tyson Gay. Okay, no, that's it's not Tyson okay. Gay. It's an, it's another okay. guy. It's another guy. I can't think of his name right now. Um, but Jay, in the meantime, whether you research it or I researched it. Who are your favorites growing up? You know, you guys mentioned all the people I would have. K-Walk especially because we kind of came up at the same time. So, like, Carl Lewis being from Willingboro, New Jersey. Obviously, he was a guy I watched and admired. Mm -hmm. Michael Johnson when he came on the Mm -hmm. scene. I did watch Flojo. Having older siblings in the house and my sisters, you know, being locked in on that. So, even though I was younger when, when she was breaking the world record, I remember watching Flojo. Uh, as a kid. So she was definitely one of my favorites. And then, uh, you know, you guys mentioned her as well, Marion Jones. She was absolutely mm-hmm. one of my favorites too. So you guys hit pretty much everyone I would have said. I'll, I'll go back. I don't really remember watching this guy too much, but I know he was a great one. Edwin Moses. Uh, Edwin I think Moses. Was he like a okay. 400 hurdler, mm-hmm. I think. And I, I know mm-hmm. he, he set a lot of records as well. So he's another great one. Guys, I'm sitting here. Uh, Justin Gatlin. It just yep. popped up. That's, that's what I was Gatlin. thinking. Okay. <laughs> Justin Gatlin. All right, guys. Last question that we head into break. And this is another fun question because we don't really talk about this anymore. We, you know, we'll probably explain the reasons as to why we don't talk too much about this anymore. But do you feel the same about boxing as you used to in the past? You know, we used to sit down with family. It was fight night. You had to watch it. Do you still feel the same way about boxing? Okay, welcome. I'm going to come to you first. Definitely not, Britt. Um, I st- especially heavyweights. I haven't watched a heavyweight fight in so long. I think the uh, the last fight I may have watched was that corny one between what was it, Tyson and Roy Jones. That, that, that might have <laughs> I been did watch the that last. one. <laughs> yeah, I watched that one. Um, but no, Britt, I, I definitely not. I definitely not. I, I, I don't sit there and watch boxing. I don't know who the boxers are. I know we got, you know, Money Wait, Mayweather mm-hmm. out there. Not a big fan of his, um, but I just remember growing up, you know, you know, probably around, you know, the 90s, you know, obviously Mike Tyson was that guy. Uh, you know, I remember, you know, watching the big big time guys. Roy Jones was my guy um, mm-hmm. as well. And I love the Pacquiao fights. I remember Mickey Ward um, fighting as well. But just I could just ramble a bunch of names mm-hmm. off, you know, from back in the day. But now. I don't know who's fighting. I have no idea who's fighting um, right now. So, yeah, it's definitely not the same for me, Britt. Yeah, it's, it's not the same for me, guys. A lot of those names, I was younger, but I still remember being with the family. It had to be fight, fight night. The grown-ups yeah. is, is yep. drinking, talking crap back and forth, having fun. The fight is on TV. I still remember that Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield, where he bit his air off. Oh. Air off. I was old enough to remember that. Like it was yesterday. She said she was old uh, enough to remember that. I, I was old enough to remember I was in that. College. I got to put it out there. Yeah, me too. I got to put it out there. <laughs> um, but it, it's just, and like you said, you, we can run off so many names, you know, during that time period. Yeah. But now, maybe even the early 2000s, but now they do these stupid, dumb expedition games with guys named Jake Paul. Oh, who the heck is yeah. Jake? Paul. I don't know who that is. Paul, Jake, Jake, Paul. I don't know which name goes first. Um, but to me, we need that old school heavyweight 
back and forth. You know, I even take the lightweight, you know, with the Mayweathers yeah. and the Pacquiao's. I'll take that as well. But to me, it just doesn't have that same feeling behind it. And I think that's why I'm nobody that I know really watches it. But Jay, you could be feel different about it. No, I'm I'm with you guys on this one. It has definitely lost its luster. I don't think I've been into boxing since Tyson kind of faded away. Um, I'm more of a UFC guy now. I will watch the UFC. I will do some of the UFC pay-per-views. I that that's just more exciting, more interesting mm-hmm. to me. There is one excellent boxer out there, though, and I do want to mention his name. I don't know if you guys have ever watched. Shakur Stevenson. This guy is like an absolute great fighter. So sometimes when he's on ESPN, I will stop and watch Mm -hmm. him fight. But for the most part, boxing is non-existent for me. Yeah, especially when you talk about the main card is Frank Gore versus Adrian Peterson. You know, I don't want to see that. But see, see that. the key, the key word in that Jay was ESPN. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back then, mm-hmm. like they were never on ESPN. It had to be right. pay per view. That's right. You were paying to see that. So. Yeah, it's it's exactly. Now. It's, it's completely different. But all right, guys. On that note. It's all about UFC nowadays because boxing is just not the same. But we're going to head into our next break. When we come back, Jay is going to take over so we can talk about more sports and have more fun. But you guys are watching a sideline speech with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. All right. Welcome back to the Sideline Speaks. Brittany Jones, Kevin Walker, and Jason Collins. Guys, if you're listening, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Share it with your friends. Uh, if, you, if you catch us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, subscribe to our podcast there as well. We are trying to grow this thing, so any support you can give us, we greatly appreciate that. Uh, update at the end of the first quarter, guys. The Hawks are up on the heat 36-27, so this looks like it's going to be maybe a better game than we thought. The Hawks came right. to play tonight. Um but let's let's you know what I think I want to do another round of rule or no rule. Let's put let's put Brittany on the spot. Wait, what? <laughs> no, what? No, I was like, wait a minute. That was awfully fast. That was good though, Britt. I, that was a fun segment. No, let's talk about OBJ. Uh, he got signed to the Ravens this week. Um, K Walk. First of all, what do you think of the signing? And then secondly, is that enough to lure Lamar, get Lamar excited, keep Lamar in Baltimore? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I thought the sign uh, the signing was a stretch, man. I didn't it didn't make sense to me. Um, you're talking about a one year deal, uh, 15 million. I mean, 18 million, 15 million guaranteed, and he's 30 years old. He'll be 31 by the uh, the start of the season. 
So if that's the best that you could come with to uh, to give Lamar, I mean, then you got to come, you know, you got to come much stronger than that, um, you know, uh, for sure. Uh, so I don't think it's – I definitely don't think it's enough to to entice Lamar, man. I mean, you if you come out there and you go – I know OBJ is a big name. Don't get me wrong. But the name and the game may not be the same, um, if, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't like <laughs> – right? <laughs> but, yeah, I definitely don't think it's a, uh, it's a, it's a good look for him. I mean, anytime you get OBJ, you want to have that, but you don't want to go out there and it's just, and it's only a one year deal um, for sure. So, yeah, Lamar is like, okay, if that's the best you can got, then we're going to be here for a long time for sure. Yeah, no, you're you're right, K Walk, and you know we we love to use the relationship analogy. This one feels like you know that you're on the outs with your significant mm-hmm. other. Maybe you realize you didn't treat her as well as you should have. <laughs> now you go out and you get her a gift. Right. You get something nice. You get something shiny. You see if that's enough to right. bring her back to you. Britt, are you falling for the nice gift? Should Lamar? Be feeling good about this signing, or or what? Are, what are your thoughts on this one? Look, I know it came out and said OBG OBJ um, wasn't going to sign if LJ didn't, you know, talk him into it. So odds are LJ is going to stay, Lamar Jackson guys. Um, but I'm not falling for it. I'm not falling for it. Look, if I'm Lamar Jackson, first of all, I'm not playing on a franchise tag. No way. I, I took that risk last year. Apparently, it didn't work out <laughs> in my favor. I'm definitely not doing it this year. And then I'm really sitting back and thinking to myself, Odell, although he's a great talent when healthy, right? Who knows if he still has that same athleticism, that same same playmaking ability. You paid him one year, what, $60 million worth up to $18 million, something like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you gave him all that money. It clearly to me is saying you're old, you overvalued your valuing playmakers more than you value your quarterback. Some of that money could absolutely went to Lamar Jackson. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. absolutely should have and could have went to Lamar Jackson. But instead, you overpay for a guy who was just out in a time. I'm not saying Odell is not the same Odell. We don't right. know until we see. But he is older, and odds are some of that athleticism may have declined just this tad bit. Okay. No, I'm not falling for it. You know, I'm just keeping it there. I'm not falling for it because the Ravens organization, in my mind, are just a mess right now. They're a mess. Um, yeah. And I don't – it's going to be interesting to see, but I think he should not be playing on that franchise tag. I think he should still be looking to potentially get traded out if they're not willing to sign him to a much a long-term deal. Yeah, Britt, I agree with you. I wouldn't play on, on that franchise either, especially because I can't remember the name of it, but it's the lower of the two franchises that they could have actually given him, right? Yeah, right. Not, exclusive. not exclusive. But K-Walk, what options does he have? Like, it's not like there's a bunch of teams, or at least reportedly Seriously. there's not a bunch of teams beating his door down. Um, the Ravens, they don't seem like they're budging in terms of yeah. the money that they're willing to spend. I feel like Lamar might not have as much leverage as he thinks he does. Does Lamar have any leverage here, K-Walk? Is it, is it just going to come down to he's got to play on the tag or he's going to have to sit out? I mean, how do you see this thing playing out? Yeah, to ask your first question, uh, yeah, I, no, no one's beating down his door. They're doing just the opposite. They're slamming the door in his face. It's the, yeah. no, you know, we're not, we're not mm-hmm. looking right now. So, um I think that you have to look at it. if you're Lamar, there's just no leverage there because the teams are pulling out. So the Ravens are starting to see, uh, starting to see that. So that means that you know, 
look, look, Lamar, I'm gonna sit you down. Look, you know, these teams are look, we you know, we all these teams, the quarterback needy teams, keep that in mm-hmm. mind. Quarterback needy teams who are looking to move up to get get an unproven quarterback in, in, in the draft. When you're sitting out there at the age of 26 years old and you can still be, you know, you're still on your rookie contract and you can sign a three-year deal. We, we went through this, you know, time and time again. Now you got to sit there and say, Lamar, okay, I'm sitting down. If I'm Ozzie Smith, I'm, uh, I mean, Ozzie Newsom, excuse me. If I'm Ozzie Newsom, I'm sitting there saying like, Lamar, this is the best we're going to get you. If you can go out there and get something else better then go out, go out there and get it. We'll get you, you know, we'll trade you to wherever you want to go. But just keep in mind, this is the best number that you're going to get. If he's not willing to do that, then he's going to have to sit for the year because he's not going to get anything better than, I, in my opinion, than what Baltimore is offering him right now. Yeah, and it's even think, go go ahead, Britt. I was going to say I think he just needs to be patient. Wait, every team right now is focused on the draft. Look, trades. I know we had a trade today, yeah. but a lot of trades are just are calming down. A lot of the free agents, whoever's left over, you know, is calming down. I think most teams are looking towards the draft right now, focus on the draft with. All those quarter, all those teams are not going to be able to get the quarterback that they want in that draft, and that's where Lamar is going to have to be a little bit more patient and say, you know what, I'm going to wait till after the draft till all that settles down. Then there should be some teams that look in my direction because there are going to be at least one or two teams that's going to call Lamar up and say, hey, we need you now. Yeah, no, so, that's yeah, an excellent point. Yeah, good. No, I was going to say, point. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, I de- I definitely agree with that there. But the thing is. Will they come off that number um, that you that, that you know that will you come off the number that you're asking for? Because no one's willing to give you that number. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows what your number is, and that's why so many teams are pulling away from you. Now, are you willing, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Demetrius? Are you willing to come off that number? Because that's what it's ultimately going to take if you want to play under you know if you want to play this year, if you don't want to play on the tag, if you want to play elsewhere, then you're going to have to come off that number. It's bottom line. I think eventually he will come <laughs> off that. You're gonna number. have to. He's gonna I have just- to. Yeah, I th- I just think right now it's just too much of a broken situation there in Baltimore. He may not come off it for Baltimore. Maybe he will. He might. But I think for another team to get him in a different situation, new environment, uh, probably better atmosphere for him right now, I say he comes he comes off that number. Um, and then I'm assuming you shaking your head at this Atlanta. No, yeah, no, not you, Brett. No, no, <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm sorry, Brett. I'm sorry. It's still I'm early. Sorry. It's not. We're not even in the second half yet. It's still early. They, no, they got just, time. Uh, uh, I know. I know. I'm sorry. I know. Um, but I, I think he comes off that number for the right situation with a different team. Yeah, I actually agree with both of you. I think a little bit of patience, Britt, could serve him well, especially after the draft and teams start saying, oh, we wanted this guy, but it didn't work out. So there there could be some opportunity exactly. there. But I also agree with UK Walk. I don't think anyone's willing to pay the number that he wants. So there's going to have to be some give and take. And look, I'm like as as football players, like it's a lot easier said than done to just say, oh, I'm going to sit out, like pay me or I'm going to sit because football players, they like playing football. Like nobody wants to be sitting at home. So I, I know Lamar can say, oh, I'm not going to play on the tag. But sometimes, sometimes I feel like when push comes to shove, like mm-hmm. playing football is what he does. And I, I just don't know if he would be willing to sit out an entire year. But I, I guess we'll see. It's, it's definitely going to be interesting. Every week with this thing, it just gets more and more interesting. So, But you're right. Maybe after the draft, Britt, we'll, we'll have some more clarity on this situation. 
Um, all right, so let's let's jump back into the NBA playoffs. Let's preview some of the games that we know are set. Obviously, we got some play-in games that are going to figure out some of the other seeds, but we do have some some games that are set and ready to go. And I just grabbed two series that are the most interesting to me. So hopefully you guys will find these interesting as well. I want to start with the Golden State Warriors, the champs, going up against the Sacramento Kings, one of the most exciting teams in all Mm -hmm. of basketball. Um, This is going to be a really good series. The Kings have been great all year. Golden State has been hot and cold, a lot of injuries. They've been terrible on the road all year long. But they know how to play playoff basketball, and they have that championship pedigree. So it's going to be interesting to see how this thing plays out. Britt, who you got winning this one? You like the Kings or you you like the Warriors? Oh boy, this one is um this one's tough. And uh, so we got De'Aaron Fox, Keegan Murray, Harrison Barnes, uh, Malik Monk is over there. I almost forgot about that. Playing really well too. Uh, Sabonis is over there. Wow. Um, it's like I want to go with the Kings. Very well coached. Young, exciting. They have shooting. They have defense. Um, Kevin Herter. I don't know why the Hawks let Kevin Herter go, but I mean, maybe it's a money situation. I'm not sure. But it's just, you know, one thing that factors into the NBA. I don't know about a lot of other sports. I didn't really play any other sport, right? Play a little flag football, but I didn't play regular football because I don't know if that counts. <laughs> um, is experience. Experience is everything, right? And the Sacramento Kings are very young. They're very talented. They play very well together on both sides of the basketball. And they're a team that can absolutely get you. I can see them getting past that. Uh, uh, oh, no, wait. It's the Warriors. This is their first, first round. Ah, I don't know. I don't know. This is hard because I just don't know. I don't know how the Warriors are going to come to play. Who's home? Who's away? Who's home? Who's away? That's the real question. Who's the home, Kings, who's the home? Kings are at Kings home. Are home. Kings have home court. So mm-hmm. the Warriors are like the worst team in the NBA playing away. Not the but Road Warriors. Also... Can't call them the Road Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> but we also know how they will step it up in the playoffs. So that's the key. And that's what's having me kind of go back and forth so this is a lot more difficult than I thought I feel like the Kings could potentially win it but I'm gonna go with the Warriors based off experience based off they've been here before um and nothing will probably surprise them based off health number one health Steph Curry Steph Curry will shoot lights out as always um who am I thinking of? Draymond Green is the leader of that locker room, so he's continued to be the emotional leader of that locker room. Clay Thompson seems like he's been turning around lately. Um, so I'm going to go with the Warriors. I'm not confident, though. I'm going to go with the Warriors only because of the experience level and how talented they are, and they always step it up. They're a well-oiled machine when it comes to playoff time. The Kings can potentially win still, but I still think that inexperience may kick them in the butt around this time period. Yeah, and K-Walk, if I remember correctly, I think the Kings were your bold prediction last week about a team that could do something in the playoffs. So you still feel good about that, or has the matchup with the Warriors changed your mind? No, no, I still feel good about that. And I was hoping Britt, you know, put a little bit more, you know, go with her guts. I know she wants to pick the Kings. I, <laughs> I do. I do want to pick know. the Kings. That's the crazy I thing. Yeah, I, I really do. do. 
And I'm like picking the Kings. I'm picking the Kings. I think they have <laughs> a lot to prove. I think everyone is picking the Warriors because of everything that Britt just mentioned. Their experience. It's Clay. It's 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 Draymond. It's 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 Steph. You know, it's Steve Kerr. So the Kings are right. Listen, you know, we've been playing the most consistent basketball, you know, some of the most consistent basketball all year. We're what? Number two seed. I think they are the number Mm -hmm. two seed. And, you know, we're number two seed for a reason, because, you know, we believe in what we have here. I know the big dogs are coming in right now. It's kind of But, you know, and a lot of people are saying you don't go you don't go against the Warriors. They're proven. You know, they just they're just waiting to they're they're just waiting to you know to flip that switch and, and 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 take off. I'm going, I'm taking the Kings. I'm sticking with my bold prediction here. And I'm I'm gonna take the Kings in true. I want to say seven, but I'm I think I think I think somebody hits a big shot to keep it from going to seven. So I'm I'm gonna take the Kings in six. Okay, I'm gonna take the Kings man. in six. I like this young team, man. I like how they're coached. Um, I just think they're a free spirit right now. They, Even though they're the number two seed, they're going to still feel like they have nothing to lose. They're playing with house money. No one expects them to win outside of that locker room. So um, I'm going to uh, I'm going to take the Kings here. I'm sticking with my bold prediction. Kings. Man, I, I, I like everything you said about the Kings because they're fearless. Like they yes. are a fearless yes. basketball team. There's no doubt about that. And and they're young, and but their athleticism could be a bad mm-hmm. matchup for the yeah. aging warriors because they are young and super mm-hmm. athletic. But for me, I I think I kind of, I got to go with Brit here just because I feel like in the NBA, especially in the playoffs in a seven game series, experience does matter. Mm-hmm. Like, and when those games are close in the fourth quarter, you have to know how to win. And I feel like obviously we've seen the warriors do it over and over and over again. And for the Kings, it's to be determined. So I'm going to take the Warriors in seven. Uh, but, man, that this is going to be a really fun, fun series. But I'm gonna Hey, Warriors, I'm, letting, I'm, I'm telling you right now, right now, do not let the Kings get that first game. Don't let them get that first game. <laughs> hey. I, I, K-Y, I almost switched. I was getting ready to say, you know what? I'm about to switch. But then I said, no, let me stick oh, with the Warriors because the, the regular season is completely different than the playoffs. It's slowed down. It's more of Don't a half-court game. It's more of a half-court game, and I think the Warriors are a much better team in the half-court because of their <laughs> they're a little bit older. They're not as athletic mm-hmm. anymore, so they're they they're more experienced in that half-court game. But I, this is gonna be this is gonna be a good series. I'm yeah. I'm looking forward to this one. I'm yeah, really looking forward fun, to huh? this one. It's gonna be fun. All right, let's talk about my Phoenix Suns going up against the Clippers. Uh, not a great matchup for my sons. Now, Paul George being out definitely helps, but I think this is going to be another competitive, good series. Mm-hmm. Uh, Britt, how do you see this one playing out? So here's the thing. The Suns are healthy now, right? I believe everybody yeah. on the Suns is healthy. Yep. A key thing is Paul George is out. I like Russell Westbrook on the Clippers. I think he he's playing way much better on the Clippers than he did with the Lakers. He's Almost just never going to be back complete to what he used to play, but he's close to it. Um, they still have Kawhi Leonard. As long as he stays healthy, they always have a chance. I just don't see the Clippers beating the Suns team. Um, literally, if the Suns lose this game, it's a travesty for the Suns. Like, it's the, it, the Suns need to go and repent or something. They need to go do something because they should <laughs> not lose this series, not in the first round. I think it's still going to be somewhat close, but I think them getting Kevin Durant, 
with a Booker, with a Chris Paul. Uh, 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 um, DeAndre Ayton. Ayton. I believe he's healthy now, right? Yeah. Um, and then their backup is Bismarck Biombo. They still have Terrence Ross. Terrence Ross is great off the bench. TJ Warren, I don't know if he'll be that in that six, seven, eighth man rotation. He, I'm pretty sure, but I know they have Cameron Payne as well. I just see the Suns, they're a lot deeper than what I was thinking because they went and made some necessary signings after that trade. They're pretty deep, and they're very, very talented. I just don't see the Clippers slowing them down too much. I know the Clippers are just as, has a lot of talent, but they don't have as much talent as the Suns. I think the Suns are just too too strong um, on both sides of the, the, the floor. I'm sitting here looking at the lineups on both sides. Now, can – if Kawhi Leonard could slow down Kevin Durant, I'm pretty sure that may be his assignment because of his defensive abilities. That will help a lot, but then who stops Booker? You no yeah. longer have Paul George, so who stops Booker? So that's the question. As we know, he could go off at 70 if he wants to. So I'm going with the Suns in this matchup. I'm going with the Suns. Yeah, I think I'm with you, Britt. I'm going to take the Suns as well. Um, the only thing that worries me a little is, like, they've only played eight games together with KD, like, with the full lineup. Mm. So, again, playoffs, things slow down. you got to figure stuff out. Are they going to be in tune enough to kind of get over some of those things? But I think if Paul George was playing, I would definitely feel a little maybe differently about the series. But without Paul George, I just don't know that Kawhi is going to be able to get it done. Uh, so I'm going to stick with Phoenix here. Okay, well, Jay, yeah. Real quick, I'm sorry. That's why you have Chris Paul, the leader that he is. He's going to get yeah. his IQ. He's going to get this team together. There's a reason why they call him the point guard or whatever yep. they want to call him. Yep. So they'll be fine. Yeah, I hope so. I hope you're right. Okay, Walk, how you see it playing out? Yeah, I, I just think the absence of Paul George is 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 uh, is really not a contest to be honest. I know you guys trying to build it up to and mention all the other guys. You try to make it you know look, look a lot more sexy than it is, a little sexier than it is um, than it actually is. But yeah, I, I just don't see them. I mean, you know, I, I think Paul George. I know he's on the on the track to get back. Uh, they don't know exactly how soon, but that first game he's not going to be back for. So I, I'm taking the Suns in this one. Um, if Paul George gets back, I, I, this is sweet. This is sweet for me. I, sweet, uh, you know, no sweet. Yeah, definitely for sweet for me for the Suns. Um, I, you know, I, Ka- Kawhi is going to do his thing. I know, you know, um, you know, they 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 have those guys that you mentioned, and then again, I think Paul George may make an appearance in this series, but I think it may be too little, too late, uh, to be honest with you. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say. The Suns. I want to say a gentleman sweep just to uh, just to give uh, you know a little respect to the Clippers, but I'm I'm going to take I'm going to say the Suns in four. I mean the Suns uh, a sweep. Suns sweep. Yeah, and I'll tell you, even if Paul George does come back, you got to wonder like yeah. what's he going to be like. You can't. Right. He's not going to be a hundred percent. So, all right, good. Let's um let's stay on some NBA talk. I, I told you guys I will K Walk. I assigned you the Miami Heat to come up with your <laughs> Miami Heat all time like starting five. <clears throat> Britt, I assigned you the Sixers to come up with your Sixer all-time starting five. And uh, we'll just sit back and see what you guys come up with, and then we'll let you know what we think. If we would change anybody, if, if you hit the nail on the head, let's just see what you guys came up with. So, okay, well, I'm going to start with you on this one. Wow. Give me your uh, Miami Heat all-time starting five. Are there any right, rules to this, by the way? Like they have to at least be there – 
three, four years? Like, are there any rules or it's just. That's a whoever? good question, Britt. I, I did I, not I think that of that. Good. I That's that's an excellent question. I'm going to say since we didn't say any rules, as long as if they played for the organization, I guess they're fair game. Oh, man, that changes things. That's OK. I'm going to keep my script. Yeah, Britt, really I thought the same it. thing, but I, I assumed it would – I assume, and I know I'm not supposed to do that, but mm-hmm. I assumed it would be at least, you know, multiple years, at least three, four years, and, you know, mm-hmm. other factors. I'll get into, you know, why I picked these guys that I picked. But um, this might be the only win for the Heat tonight by me picking this, uh, the way they're <laughs> playing right now. So uh, – <laughs> uh, but point guard, I went with, uh, I went with Tim Hardaway. I, I went with Tim Hardaway, uh, okay. you know, crossover. I know he started with the Golden State mm-hmm. Warriors – I know his, his majority of his career. I'm not sure if did he, is, is he in in, in any uh, the Hall of Fame or not. But nonetheless, um, you know he's the guy there. I, I, th- I can't think of any other point guard that was better than him. Maybe you could throw Jason Williams in there, White Chocolate as they yeah. called him back in the day. Uh, but I went with Tim Hardaway. Number two, I think this is a no brainer. I think is uh, D Wade at the shooting guard. That's just yep. that's just a no brainer there. You can arguably put him in a lot of starting. Yeah, starting um, uh, uh, all time t- uh, teams as well, depending on who you are. Number and uh, in, in, in the uh, small forward, I went with LeBron. I, I went with LeBron James, man. I mean, four years mm-hmm. there, they went to four straight uh, championships, one two. So I, I I just can't see anybody else in that uniform that did anything better or did it any better. Um, the point, uh, the power forward. Excuse me, I went with Chris Bosh, man. I went with Oh my Bosh. And um, yeah, I think you know him. I think that big three has to be put in the starting five, man, because mm-hmm. you know what they did. As I think I, m- I mentioned with uh, LeBron, four straight championships, you know, one, two, um, and now at the center, uh, number center spot, I went with Alonzo Mourning. I went with Zoe there, man. I went with Zoe. I know a lot of people probably say, "What about Shaq?" I'll get into that in a minute. But yeah, Alonzo, I think once they made that, once they made that uh, that tree from uh, from the Hornets, Pat Riley made that tree. I, I think that was it ultimately, and he's still with that organization uh, uh, for sure. So he's still a monumental guy there. So again, point guard with Tim Hardaway, Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, Chris Bosh, and Alonzo Mourning. Look, I got a backup real quick. I'm not going to get into all their accolades or anything, but the backups of Tim Hardaway, I went with Mario Chalmers. The young uh, young man, you know, when he was in that run with the big three, um, shooting guard, what when Tipple, Tipple guy, my hand, my, my Tipple guy, Eddie Jones, the backup D Wade here, um, LeBron James uh, backup is Glenn Rice, man. Glenn Rice was smooth as ice, man, uh, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, Chris Bosh, I got, I got, I got you, Dallas, you Dallas Haslam, man. I, if you don't put him in here, I, I wouldn't be a, a true Heat fan. And then the backup Mo, uh, Zoe, excuse me, I got Shaq. <clears throat> Good stuff, K Walk. I like it. I like it. No Ronnie Cycli anywhere for you, K Walk. Nah, I know he was the number one, the, the number one overall pick, the first pick. No, I didn't put Cycli there. And a lot of people are gonna get on me about that too. A lot of Heat fans are gonna get on me about that, but I did not put Ronnie Cycli there, man. Yeah, and I have no issue with Zoe over Shaq because like Shaq Miami Heat is not Laker Miami. Right. Like, right. It's not right. Laker Shaq. So right. I'm right. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Yeah, that's a good list, K Walk. Britt. I a think lot of legends people, in Philly, so you got you got some stuff to choose from here. Who you got? I, I think most people forget Shaq won the championship with Miami anyway. Well, Miami, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Way, yeah. They don't they don't really pay attention too much to that. Um, but for me, I'm sorry, guys. Hold on. Okay, there we go. For me, um, th- this this was hard. This was hard because it goes way back to people I've never heard of before, um, like 
Dolph, Sha- uh, Dolph Shays or whatever his name yeah, is. Don't put him on your list. I've never <laughs> seen him play. Right. Um, so for my guard, I went with Maurice Cheeks, um, ultimate nope. playmaker, uh, part of the championship team, could shoot, could play some defense, very talented player. Um, of course, you guys know who my other guard is going to be. Pound for pound, the greatest player to ever play. Probably the Isaiah best, Thomas. best guard that's at least six feet. I'm sorry, that's no more than six feet, six foot one. And Allen Irison, uh, although Jay's a hater. No, I, look, I like AI. Don't, don't even, look. Even I Princess like was like, how do you don't, not like AI? Don't paint me like, with that come on. I like AI. I Cooper. really do like Allen Iverson. I do. Oh, I'm a Zeke fan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're too busy following behind. Uh, uh, never mind. Uh, next, so forward, I had to go with uh, Julius, Dr. J. Irving. Like, come on, I, I don't know if there's another. <laughs> I'm not sure if there's another small forward in Sixers history that's even worth putting there. Uh, with all that he did for us, I wanted look. I did things a little bit differently to make it fit the way I wanted to fit. <laughs> um, he's still a young guy He's still currently playing for him But hopefully he keeps playing for him I had to put Joe on beat in this lineup okay. I sure enough did I okay. absolutely did And I put him at the power forward Because his skill set does allow him to play power forward Yes I did And I put the other person I mentioned that other person later as well uh, Center I had to go with the dominating Wilt Chamberlain Like come on You gotta go with Wilt Like Come on, you have to go with Will. Um, Will is better than the other person as well. That's also on my bench. I'm reading your mind, K. Well, because I went back and forth a thousand times, but this was the only way. My ultimate five, very diverse, very talented, good defense, good scoring. Had to do it. And then my bench, my backups coming directly. The first guy coming off the bench is Moses Malone. I kind of felt bad putting him on the bench, <laughs> but he's my sixth man off the bench. Then I have Charles Barkley on there. Mm. Uh, and then I had to do the guard, Andrew Tony. Um, you know, Boston Strangler, I think injuries hurt his career. But if he wasn't injured, he was the ultimate scorer of all scores. I'm probably missing a thousand and one, but these are my starting five and my next one, two, three. What do you think of that list, man? I, I don't think MB should be on that starting list. I don't. I think Mo, I think Moses Malone should be right there alongside He's Will. A but that's, this, this is, I can't I put Moses at the center spot. He cannot play power forward. He is strictly a center. <laughs> Moses is so strictly what is Joe a center. And B? Joe and is not a center? He's a center, but he has the skill set to play the forward because that power forward position, if necessary. How good, I don't know how, like how good, and I'm asking because I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know. Philly Wilt was that like Wilt Prime Wilt Philly yes. Wilt? Okay, yes. that okay. was before so later. Yes, so Wilt's got to be on there. He got, absolutely, he got us our first championship. Man, it feels weird not yeah. having Barkley and Malone in there it though, does. but it's it tough. There's, you got to have Doc in there, right? You got to have Doc. You got to have Doc. Who's going? Who's going to replace Doc? Yeah, Charles you Barkley. Can't, you can't oh no, no, out. I don't. I don't know. I'm not disagreeing. I'm the only person you, I have an saying, issue with the starting don't lineup. Don't put Joel in there. Yeah, that's the only. That's the only person I have an issue. I'm putting Joel in there because how much of a skill? There's no player on this entire line that could do what Joel does offensively. 
Maybe yeah, I, I'm not mad at it, Britt. His I'm not work, mad at it. His shooting capabilities. That's why I put him at the four. He could shoot from the outside. He's like a basically a, a, a younger version of a Hakeem Olajuwon. That is his. That's mm-mm, that's mm-mm, his. Mm-mm. That's Don't his. Don't do that. Don't do that. Kobe Don't looked up to Michael. Joel looked up to Hakeem. They have a lot of the same skill set, believe it or not. I know you you like uh 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 look at the tape. I look Joel at the studies right. Hakeem. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> no, you Brit, have to look studied, at the tape. Hey, Brett, I studied math. Again. That don't make me good great at it, though. <laughs> look at the tape I again. I don't make me great at it, though. <laughs> look at the tape again. I like it, Brett. It's tough, man. There's so it many, so many players in Philly that. Unfortunately, I'm not a Miami Heat fan. You could only bring five. I'm not a Miami Heat fan. Like we know for sure who your five was going to be. I'm a Sixers fan. It's a lot of players out there. Okay. No, I'm not, and I'm yeah. not arguing with anyone. <laughs> only, only one I have an issue with is the Embiid over Moses Malone. That's the right. only yeah. one I have. I was going to other, other him... the other four are legit. You, Moses is not a four. He's I get it. We got, we, we got, I, know, I get it. And I can't I put it. Moses I... above Wilt Chamberlain. I'm sorry, you cannot put Moses above Wilt. Wilt is way um, better than Moses. No, I, I no, Moses I would just went, I would have put, that. I would have put Moses. I would have squeezed Moses in there to put him. Okay, well, you would have put Moses at the four. I would have put Moses at the four. I and whatever team I would have had would have killed your team because Moses, we bringing him out. Uh, he's to, even to more perimeter. disrespect to Moses. <laughs> okay, well, would you? Would you have, him to the perimeter. Okay, well, would you have played Barkley at the four over Joel as well, yeah, or, not, or just I Moses? Say, I can see that. Yeah, I would have. Yeah, definitely did that. But I would have went Mo. I didn't even think Joel Embiid would make the list, let alone be the starter. But yeah, I would have put Moses there. You saying? I'm not. Yeah, well, I feel like that's disrespecting um, Joel right now. I'm not disrespecting Joel. I just think that they were all better. They're they're all the time greats, and I just think that Moses would have fit there better. No, no, I get it. It's your, it's your, it's your, it's your team. I get it. But I'm just saying, Jay asked the question like, who would you have changed? Okay, walk, and I said I would have changed. I would have put Moses in before Joel Embiid, and I would have put Barkley before Embiid as well. I think. See, I'm all yeah. about fit. I'm all about fit. Okay. And I was okay. looking at today's era and who I think will fit well in today's era. Joel is has the capability of being a stretch four if need be. That's not his primary position. He is right. a five for sure, but he has the skill set to play that position. Along with the Wilt Chamberlain, I get that. I was just I get, thinking I get Charles Barkley and Wilt Chamberlain is not going to go well. First of all, Charles Barkley was not the best outside shooter at no. all. Joe on B has him way above Charles so Barkley. Power four is not supposed to be a outside shooter. I said today's error. Today's okay. error is a different error. Those well, fours, put, first of all, put some other guys in there to compliment them. Put some other guys Ooh. in there. I don't know. I don't know. Joel. It's your team. I don't know. Joel. <laughs> but those other guys were played had different type of Who? games. <laughs> the other guys that you mentioned, the other four guys. Who, Moses? I'm going to put Moses next to, next to Will. Let's see how that goes. Right, Defense well, would be yeah, great. Defensively, nobody's coming to paint. Okay. Okay. All right. Good That's stuff. Yeah. That was Good. fun. That was that was fun. Good stuff. All right. Let's uh let's do this real quick and then we'll get into our um our rant and, and who's balling. Uh the WNBA draft, guys, uh just happened last night. I don't know how much you were locked in. I, I kind of watched the first couple picks and then I uh went off and got a workout in, but really just like the first um, five picks or so. Did anything jump out at you? Did, was anything surprise you when you look at the WNBA draft? Some of the, the big name people that went early, obviously Aaliyah Boston went first. 
But any surprises, anything that shocked you, anything that piqued your interest, just a few thoughts on the draft. K-Walk, I'll start with you. You know what? Not really, Jay. I, I thought Maddie probably would have went um, before Diamond uh, Miller uh, with Minnesota, but they needed that guard. So they took that guard there, uh, meaning uh, uh, Minnesota, the Lynx, took uh, Diamond Miller from Maryland. I thought that Maddie would be in the top. I thought she would probably be number one. I thought she was the best, second best player in the country this year. But as far as draft picks coming out, I thought she was the best player in, in the country as Maddie Seacrest uh, from Villanova. But um, not a big surprise, Jay. I just thought that she would just probably go a little sooner than she did. I know she went three. But other than that, everything probably went – you know, probably went according to plan, if you will, as far as the mock drafts go. Britt, what about you? Um, I think uh, uh, I, uh, Brea, Brea Bill, is that her name? Brea, yeah, Brea, Brea Bill. Bill. Mm-hmm. Brea, yeah, Brea Bill. I think she went 24th. I thought she would be like a top, at least top 12, top 15 pick, but she went way than what I, what, what I assumed. Uh, but I'm not, for the first three picks, I'm actually not mad. I like Diamond yeah, Miller. I, like, uh, I think she went where she was supposed to go. Um, I think she's a great, versatile player. She plays great defense, could shoot the ball, mid-range, drives to the rim, has decent handle. Probably could work on that a little bit more. And great size. I didn't realize she was a six, she's a six-three guard. Excellent size for the WNBA. So um outside of the the Bree Bill one, I'm not really surprised. Mm-mm. Yeah, I was yeah, actually gonna say. And I know this might sound crazy, but I actually think Diamond Miller, like I think her game might translate to the WNBA maybe even better than Aaliyah Boston. Like I know Aaliyah Boston's great. I'm not throwing any shade at her, but she's going to be playing against a bunch of girls that are her same size now. So I just, I, and again, I know she was getting doubled and tripled a lot in college. So it's, it's kind of hard to tell. I just never saw her like put together a whole lot of great post moves. So I feel like she's going to have to develop that part of her game if she's going to be successful in the WNBA. Whereas I think Diamond Miller is such a great athlete that her game might translate really well when she gets there. The other one, though, Lou Lopez Seneschal from Connecticut. She was picked number five. That was probably higher maybe than some people thought. Uh, But this girl, she can flat out play. I think she played at like Fairfield for four years, only played Mm -hmm. at Connecticut one year, but she can flat out play. I was surprised she got picked that high. But she's a really good player. But now, Jay, uh, do you see her more as a guard or a forward? I'm sorry, Britt. Which one, Lopez Lopez. or yeah, um, Lopez? I I I feel like she's a guard, K Walk. I don't know, like how tall is she? I think she's like six one, maybe. I don't know if she's a forward. Um, but she's she can shoot. Like she can shoot the ball. She's really good at creating her own shot. So that'll be interesting. I, Sorry. This is what I'll say, but I do agree with you with Aaliyah Boston. Um, I think she's a franchise-changing type of talent. She did get double team a whole lot, um, but I do think she has to work on her offensive uh, uh, on the offensive side of the ball. So I completely agree with you. I think defensively she'll be fine. She has the defense. Yeah. Um, you know, she has the length. She has the size. She has the rebounding capabilities, but she just got to – Learn. She got to shoot a little bit better and just get a, a couple more post moves, and then she'll be fine. Yeah, I think. Yeah, let, let me ask you guys about the fever. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the fever? Because it seems like the last two or three drafts they've been drafting like heavy and drafting early and often. I mean, how do you guys feel about the Indiana Fever? 
I feel like eventually K Walk, they're going to be pretty good. Like they got got Boston, and then they got that girl, Grace Berger from Indiana, Mm -hmm. who's also a pretty good player. It'll be interesting to see how she does in the WNBA, but she was a good college player. So at some point, you got to think these draft picks are going to start paying off, right? Right. Seriously. The other thing, though, I was going to ask you guys like, we see all the um, momentum from college basketball how excited everyone was with the women's tournament the championship game the hype around some of the individual players like it feels like women's college basketball just exploded this year Britt, do you think any of that excitement any of that energy any of those numbers are going to carry over into the WNBA because I, I don't necessarily see that same excitement around women's professional basketball do you think they'll get some carryover um, I, I think it will get some carryover. It's not going to be how it is completely in college, women's college basketball. Because think about it, women's college basketball has actually, it's been something fun to watch for a lot of years. It's yeah. just been the pros. Um, but that uh, to me, that comes down to marketing and putting where your money, the, yeah. the money to market the WNBA, right? But a lot of these star um, college players are now going into the the um the WNBA and social media is playing a huge factor in that. And so a lot of these players, star players are they have their own fan base. So a lot of these fans want to follow that player. So eventually the more they market the WNBA, now you have out there when you watch TV things about girls playing basketball and stuff. So the more they put money into that and fund that, I think eventually there's going to be a lot more excitement in that WNBA. I think it's still, we still a few so many years away from it, but I think eventually it's gradually growing. Yeah, no, I think you're right about the marketing thing. I think the hardest thing for me is because when the WNBA starts, I'm always like, okay, I want to watch, but I never know where to watch. Like they don't make it easy for me to find the game. So I think for me, that's the hardest thing. But K Walk, I mean, you said yourself, like this was the first year that you watched like the women's college final from start to finish, Mm -hmm. totally locked in. Do you see any of that for you carrying over to the WNBA? Uh, I think so. I think maybe more so in, in the future. I think um, because of the fact of the matter, I think we talked about two two uh, two players that you know sparked a lot of interest and a lot of conversation, yeah. and that's you know yeah. Caitlin Clark and and uh, and Angel Reese. Um, yeah. So yeah, if they want you know once they get into the NBA or WNBA, excuse me, I think we'll start to see a little bit more than that. But I think like Britt mentioned, it's it's, it's right there at that point. We mentioned um, last week, you know, what nine point nine million would it um, it touched up to twelve million viewers, um, you know, to watch the uh, the college uh, final four. So I, I think once you start to see these ladies, you know, what they do in college, and then you want to see them with that and how they perform at that next level, you know, now they're getting paid. Um, and but I, I agree with Britt; it's all about the marketing, and I think they'll do a better job of that. Um, uh, for sure. So yeah, I'll I'll be dialed in for uh, for sure, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to be honest with you. So I want to see how these ladies, you know, transition from the college to the pro. You mentioned Aaliyah Boston Jay and how her game would transition to that because now, you know, she's picking, now she's, you know, she's got to be able to pick on somebody your own size, if you will. Right, yeah. And then other guys like Diamond, I mean, other uh, players like Diamond Miller, Maddie, uh, Lou, we mentioned um, as well. So it, I think it's, it's definitely in the right, uh, it's going in the right direction. And I think that a lot of these people who are in charge as far as the marketing aspect will start to pick up on that and then take off with it as well 
Yeah, right. yeah, no, I agree. <clears throat> Go um, ahead, I has I had something else to say, but it literally just out of my head so we're just gonna keep going yeah the only other thing i'll say about this is i thought it was interesting uh it was maybe last week hearing angel reese talk about how she's in no hurry to get to the WNBA. the money that she can make through nil she said look i'm making more than most of the star players in the WNBA." Britt, how do you feel about that? Like, is, does the WNBA need to step up their salaries, or is this just a great thing for college players to capitalize off of? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Is that a real question, Jay? <laughs> Hell yeah. Absolutely, they need to step up their salaries. Like, come on. There's no reason players like Diana Taurasi, Sue Bird had to retire only making a certain amount. Candace Parker was only making a certain amount at one point in time. I know I'm pretty sure she's making a little bit more now. Uh, but we should have at least what it might not be what the guys are making because, again, it's a marketing aspect to it. You know, these investors don't want to invest their money or these rich people don't want to put their money when it deals with women playing sports. But unless you're overseas, overseas is different. That's why a lot of players go overseas to play. Um, but they want to see the men play. This is what I say. When you want to watch quality basketball, if you're a true basketball fan and understand the game of basketball, then you invest your money where there's quality play, and that's the women's basketball. But absolutely they need to increase their their salary. Like, come on. It's outrageous. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that's going to make women's college basketball really good because the best players are going to be there. Like, unlike on the men's side, if you're great, you're going to the NBA. But now the great female players, they're going to stay in college, especially because they're going to be able to make a lot of money. You guys might be shocked at this. I looked up like the salaries for like the drafted players last night. If you're drafted one through four, talking the first pick of the WNBA draft, you're making about $70,000. I mean, that's crazy. So, yeah. But that's why, Jay, that's why when you watch things like ESPN first take or you know, you'll see a lot of the WNBA players on there because yeah. that's where the prime, the majority of their money is coming from. Or endorsement deals. I know Candace Parker has a boatload of endorsement yeah. deals. And she's yeah. also on TNT. That's where the majority of her money is coming from because the NBA, which helped to start the WNBA, and whoever other investors don't want to invest their funds. That's where I was going really next for that what they need to do for the WNBA and help um, support these players. And then it'll prevent things like Brittany Griner getting arrested over in Russia. Like, come on. Um, yeah. Go you ahead, K. Walk. Give me your thoughts. Yeah, that's where I was going with it as far as the NBA getting more involved in the marketing aspect of it. Because if you look at all the teams in the WNBA, they're in the same markets as, as uh, the, the right. NBAs. You talk about the Indianas. You talk about the Los Angeles, the Atlantas, Minnesotas, maybe other, other than the Seattle Storm because there's no NBA team in Seattle. But, you know, you know there's someone that, that can, you know, step up, maybe the Clippers or somebody like mm-hmm. that. But. But they're all in the same market. Um, my point is that, you know, maybe they, these guys can get involved and, and, and help marketing in this or, or allow or help um, uh, 
get these women to get paid more because it, it is. I mean, it, it's something that we want to see. I mean, uh, it, not just me. I mean, I'm just starting to get into it. Get me, get, get me wrong. But someone like Brittany, who's been dialing in, uh, dialed into this for for quite some time. Former players want to see this. Former female players want to see this. And not only that, they want to see these kids, these these ladies getting paid and things of that nature, so they can help not only their families because you see like LeBron doing things like you know. Like, I'm not saying to make LeBron type money or anything like that, but at least make a million. Yeah, I, I think the, right. the minimum should be a million. You know, be to be honest with you, I know that's a, a far stretch right now, but I think the NBA should step in some way somehow to 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 alleviate the lack of seventy thousand dollars to play in the WNBA. Jay, the first know. pick of the draft. Like, yeah, right. some people make that. Just, you know, yeah, some people make it's that crazy. nine to five, bro. Yeah, <laughs> nine to five. Bro. Yeah, and 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 the NBA wants to play the likes, wants to pay the likes of a Ben Simmons. Like <laughs> you're wasting money on you're players like money. Ben Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> Instead about of dead money, taking that money yeah. and going to and give it to people who really want to play and deserve it. So and yeah. then earning it, yeah, then earning it and exactly. earning it, yes. Yeah. And I'll tell you, and this could just be me, but like last night when I was watching some of the girls get picked, it was just different. Like, cause you in the NBA or NFL draft, like when you get picked early, like they're coming up on stage, they're giving yeah, the commissioner hug, a big yeah, hug. Yeah, There's it's tears. It's you, you feel like you made it right. And with these girls, it's great. I mean, they're, they're realizing their dream, but the, the emotion, the excitement, was it quite the same? And I, I kind of yeah. have a feeling that that's because like for them, it's not financially a, a part-time job, you it's know, a it's not it's job a lifetime, it's, life changing, taking a step back right? it's, financially. It's, it's, it's not life changing money. So, you know, when LeBron James got drafted, he yeah. could change things for that's himself, right. his mm-hmm. mom, his cousins, you know, in the WNBA, seventy thousand life changing for you. You could go get yourself yeah. a, a house, maybe keep depending the, on where you live on. at. Keep the lights yeah. on, you can, right? Keep the no, lights it, on. Some right. no. <laughs> but I think what happens is I think those players, first of all, they're doing it really because they love the game of basketball. Yeah, for sure. That's what you'll get mm-hmm. in the Absolutely. WNBA. Absolutely, they're doing it really because because you're not doing it for the money, but also life changing for them becomes um, when they become veterans and primarily endorsement deals. They'll get those endorsement deals. They'll get those sneaker contracts and all those. So that's when that life-changing money will yeah. start to come about. Not when they get drafted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not, it's about four years. Then they'll become yeah, life-changing. Right. Yeah, Crazy. Four or five years. All right. Good stuff, y'all. That was good. Uh, <laughs> let's do our rant and who's balling, then we'll, then we'll get out of here. So every week we take one minute to give a rant. Could be something positive, something negative, just whatever's on your mind, whatever's on your heart. You get one minute to just get it all out. Britt's looking like she's not sure which direction she's going to go on the. Oh, you're was, looking at that score. I was looking at that Hawks. Yeah, Hawks came to play, and I there was a, a, earlier today when I was thinking about it. I was like, I'm going to pick the Hawks tonight. But then when we got on, I was just like, Nah, I can't. I can't take the Hawks. I, maybe I should have stuck with my guns here. But it, like you say, Kwong, everybody makes a run. So this, mm-hmm. this thing is they only down over. fifteen. Yeah, it's far down from 15. over. Far from over. Um, all right, Robinson, put him in. I'm gonna start with you, man. 
I don't know if you want to rant about this game tonight. Yeah, or, it's a great segue. Know, that's a great segue. Because, else hey, we didn't. Even, hey, we did not. Hey, we did not. We, we did not. We did not design that, ladies and gentlemen. Great segue <laughs> because my rant is about these guys resting before the game. I mean, before the uh, playoffs start. And we talked about the Miami Heat, and we talked about the uh, the Dallas Mavericks resting their guys when they had to put, you know, where they could get into a better position. The, the 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 heat felt like as though you know no matter what position they were in they were going to be good down 15 what's that telling you right now careful what you ask for because you just might get it and that's what the uh the heat are, are getting right now from the hawks that hey they're taking the heat right now they're taking the the, the hawks are uh taking that heat right now for sure man it's, it's it's sad to watch man ready to take this hat off and throw it across the room but nonetheless man i believe i believe that down 13 all right every comeback starts somewhere ladies and gentlemen so that's my rant for the night <laughs> all right good stuff a lot of time left too i mean to be only yeah, down 13 in today's nba that's like six points back in the day like that's nothing right a couple times <laughs> up and down the floor things can change pretty quickly um i think i'm gonna go next here guys I don't, I don't have a great rant, but my rant is really just to, to the NBA players in general. Like, I am just so tired of the resting that K-Walk alluded to, the load management, the trying to lose games on purpose, the jockey for position and set up certain matchups. Like, I'm just tired of all that. Like, if you think about sports, and all of us played sports growing up, like, the reason you played is because you loved it and you just wanted to do it. And if I was healthy enough, I'm playing. Like, there was no such thing as, oh, I'm not playing tonight or I'm not playing this game. Like, Mm -hmm. that just didn't exist. And I I just wish some of these guys – I get it. It's a business. There's certain decisions that have to be made. But I just wish these guys, when healthy, would just get out there and play and compete and stop all this load management and resting and oh, I'm taking the night off. I'm I'm just over all of that in the NBA. A business – they don't say it's a business when these fans are spending their hard on dollars. Yep. dollars you're absolutely pay right. Salary. Yeah. Like, get out there and play. That's all you yeah. got to do is take care and of everybody and play. And that's one of the things I loved about uh, Jordan. You know, he'd always say, "Look, this might be the only time somebody right. gets to see me. So I'm gonna get. I'm yeah. gonna give them a show. Yeah. This might be the only time they ever see me. I'm gonna give them something to remember. And the thought process is just so different now." Um, Jordan. But all right, Britt. That was Jordan. That was Kobe. That was AI. Yep. That was LeBron. LeBron tries to get out there and play as much. He's he's over past 37, 36, 37. So okay, well, give him that because he's up there in age. Oh no, but I definitely, he, will. I definitely will. He was playing. All these other guys, Joel, I put him in there, uh uh Kawhi, and I'm like, come on, get out there yeah. and play. Yeah, yeah. You get out there it's ridiculous. All right. Sorry, ridiculous. <laughs> Took me back. Um, what you got for us? Back. You know what? I'm, I'm gonna switch it up. You know, I'm gonna go stick with the tracks track situation here. Um, and I'm gonna talk about Shakari Richardson and not necessarily about Shakari Richardson. I'm talking about all the haters of Shakari Richardson. Look, Shakari Richardson, she's young, she's a young person, she's gonna make mistakes, she's gonna go through her trials and tribulations mentally. She just wasn't there. We all know this. I'm a lover of redemption story. 
allow her to learn and grow and make her mistakes. We were all young at one point in time. I mean, I'm still young compared to you guys, but we were all <laughs> young. <laughs> We were all young Man. at one point. Hey, I'm in still time. young. I don't care what y'all say. I'm still young. We were all young at one point in time, and we all made mistakes, but we were able to learn and grow. So allow her to learn and grow. And I just want to shout her out because she ran in a race overseas, got a 10.57 second 100 meter, which is like out of all the 100 meters, I think is what top six or seven. In history of when it be of what it, of what it was ran, so she's still talented. Hopefully, she's getting it together. Her mental is she's right in the right situation mentally and physically, where she can come back and do what she does best, and that's run. So let's allow her to do her thing, okay? And yeah. be quiet. Be quiet, yeah. everybody. Allow yeah, her to that, do her thing. Yeah, that's good stuff, Britt. And I'll tell you what, too. She looked to me like she was more fit, too. Just looking at her, she looks like she is in great shape right now. So I think if she can keep her, her head right and stay fit, she's she's going to do a lot of great mm -hmm. things in the sport. Um, all right, let's 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 do who's ball, and then let's get out of here. Every week we want to shout out a team, a player, a coach, just someone who's absolutely been getting it done. K-Walk, I'll start with you. Who you got this week? Who's balling? I'm going with my man, uh, Eldris Tiger Woods tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I know he came out of the Masters. He had to leave early due to the uh, foot injury. But you know what I loved about Tiger, man, is he gritty, man. He's gritty. He went through that, especially under the conditions that they were, you know, Saturday. It was uh, suspended early, or Friday was suspended due to darkness and due to the rain. He came back and uh, made the cut. Uh, which I was surprised. Uh, yeah. you know, I was surprised, which I was happy for. Let me rephrase that. Um, but he said that you know this is this setback may be one of the setbacks that he may not be able to come back from. One of the screws that he had in his foot apparently went through his skin. Uh, so um, it, it's, it's he still um, stuck it out and uh, and did what he had to do, man. I mean it was rough. But Tiger Woods, man, my man was look, hey, ladies and gentlemen, I can't prepare to have He was golfing, so shout out to my man Tiger Woods. <laughs> All right, good stuff there, K Walk. I'm gonna go next before the team. I'm gonna shout out loses their lead here. This game is tightening up as we speak. The uh the Hawks are clinging to what 11 point lead right now. I wanted to give the Hawks some love. They're in my hometown. They're balling tonight. They're up by 11 against the Heat in this playoff game. I don't think they're going to hold on. So I'm glad I'm getting <laughs> this in now. Right now, the Hawks are balling, but I still like the Heat in this game. Britt, who you got? I want a little bit different route. Uh, my guy um, is Joe LMB. And this is the reason why he didn't play, but he wins his second straight scoring title as a legit seven one seven foot two center, which is yeah. crazy in the today's NBA, especially when you are not the primary ball handler. The ball has to be given to you for you to score. Um, he is the first center, I believe, to do so since Bob McAdoo did it in his 70s, okay. which is ridiculous. Different time period for him to do it now is ridiculous. I think he averaged 33.1, shot over 50% from the field, 33 from three, over 85% from the uh, foul line, and scored over 2,100 points this year. So all season long, Joel Embiid was balling. All right, good stuff. That's a good one to end on. 
Uh, K-Walk, before we go, let the people know where they can find you and if there's anything sports-wise you're looking forward to this week. Yeah, just looking forward to uh, the remainder of the uh, the games that we talked about. Uh, here come those heat right now. Um, but, um, yeah, just the <laughs> remainder of the playoff games right now, uh, the play-in games next uh, tomorrow night. Uh, still got baseball. Britt, you got me peak. My you peaked my interest with the track, so I had to dial into that for sure. You you got me. You got me looking for that now, so I don't look like I'm not doing my job here, man. For sure. <laughs> but um, you can catch me uh, Instagram Kevin Walker one four two, Twitter Kevin Walker one four two, Facebook Kevin Walker, and tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, again uh, sports talk with Kate Walker and E Scott. Um, Right here, or not right here, but net on never had it so good sports radio 7 p.m. Check those uh, those social media ones that I laid out for you, and link will be there for you guys to either listen or to join the talk. Sure, all right, good stuff. K Walk, yeah, man, I'm with you. NBA playoffs that's my new focus now. I'll, I'll be locked in on as many games as I can possibly watch. And you guys can find me at Jason Talk Sports on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Britt, what about you? Same thing. I'm locked in on NBA basketball, NBA playoff time, play in playoffs, track seasons, get ready to start. Um, I'm trying to get more into baseball since, you know, the rules change, the game's faster. My Phillies is finally doing something. They started like 0 and 4, but then they won their last three of their four or four of their last five, something like that. So trying to turn things around here. But you guys can find me. Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Brittany Monique is right there on my screen. Also in the description um, on YouTube here, I think YouTube, Twitter, wherever else we're on. But in the description on YouTube, you will see all of our Twitter Twitter uh, 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 names as well for, for you to follow us. All right. Good stuff, guys. That was a good one tonight. We definitely appreciate everyone listening to the Sideline Speaks. Guys, again, make sure you hit that subscribe button, share it with your friends. Also, check us out on Google, Apple, and Spotify podcasts. So if you're just in your car or driving around, give us a listen as well. We'll be back here next week live at 7 p.m. So for Brittany Jones and Kevin Walker, I'm Jason Collins, and we'll see you next week. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. Your inside never had it so good sports radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports.